0: I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Fitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Sheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Jury
2: Outdoors.
0: Hey, this is Nick Lutton from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working, working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to The Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working-class bowhunter. It's really, really not that good.
2: Working-class It is episode number 214, and by the way, let me stop there and everybody... Uh, I uh, just want to give a round of applause because uh, we made it through the bad luck episode number 213. <laughs> 213 was <laughs> oh, rough good to get Lord. out. I just wanted to let you guys know we made it to 214 of the working class Bow Hunter podcast. Let oh, me make sure
0: everything's okay, Everything's okay. checking in good.
2: Yeah, we're, all right, good. we're good. Okay. We're yeah, good. we're good. We're good. We're good. All right, we're good. What? Are you sure we're good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. I think. Okay. All right. We're good. I think. 1600 bucks, Slayer Place. That's where we are, right? Yeah, man, you got that right. Okay, okay, just checking. Sixteen hundred layer place, the beautiful Buckatorium Studio. I should, <laughs> I should add because we're in a studio. Wonderful, Sherrard, Illinois. The aforementioned working class bow hunter podcast. I am Steve in the studio today. Is Curtis Geyer? Hey, everyone, R- run us around the table here. Oh, that's what I plan to do, Douglas. Um, yo Schmidt. yo yo. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to call stash. you in the This stash, <laughs> Doug Schmidt's in the house. They're returning. Dude, I think you're the most frequent guest now. I know. You guys can't get rid of me. You Clark might be. Huggins. I'm pretty sure he is. Someone get a tally on uh how many times Clark's been on and then stickers.
0: Matt, welcome. And then Matt. Hello. I better, I better turn your mic on here, huh? Try it again. Yeah. Hello. There we go. <laughs> oh,
2: he ain't, dude, he ain't shy to talk to talk trash to all those people on Fortnite. Get right up on that mic. Oh, you are a loser and you suck. I'm about to be on a Working Class Bowing or podcast. My life's better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so like, All right. Well, <laughs> but uh yeah, hey, veteran shout out. Let's tear into the up. vet shout out here. I want to get right into this one. This is uh this is a pretty slick deal, guys. So let me pull it up here.
0: While Steve's pulling up the shout oh. out go to workingclassbowhunter.com, hit the contact form, and then there is the veteran shout out form within that. Submit a veteran or active duty, whatever, and uh let us know. Um give us the pronunciation of their name. Help us out. And uh, any other information you'd like to submit, and that goes directly to Steve's email. He has no reason not to see it.
2: Yep, and I do. And the reason why it takes me a while to pull it up, because I don't have an iPad. So uh, go to my GoFundMe and buy me an iPad. (laughs) The vet's name. uh, The vet shout-out this week is Kyle, and I'm going to guess it's MacDonald. Uh, He's a Marine. Uh, Your buddy wanted you to give a shout-out, old Tony Richard. Our good buddy Tony Richard. Never met the guy, but I love him. Said Kyle loves our podcast, loves to bow hunt. Kind of loves it. <laughs> oh, Kyle loves your podcast. And oh, loves the bow he kind of no, loves okay. your podcast. He kind of loves your podcast. Yeah, you know, the dude would flip if he, well, would kind of flip if he found out. Uh, guy loves uh, loves a podcast and bow hunting. Um, like I say, he's a Marine. He has no clue that Tony is doing this, so you've got friends that do stuff behind your back, Kyle. I would uh, check into him. He works hard to support his two little girls and wife and still finds time to get out and shoot his bow and knock down some deer. Um, I guess they're uh, up in Minnesota, so um, send us some grain belt. And, Kyle, thank you for your service to this country. We could not do this podcast in English without you. Thank you, sir. We'd all be speaking either German or some other form of not English. But thanks, all vets. Like Kurt said before, if you got a vet shout-out, go ahead and send it in. We're more than happy to shout them out. And, dude, if we get, like, overloaded, dude, we'll do more than one. Yeah, we'll do it.
0: For all, just to piss off all the libs, we'll do like twenty
2: in a row. Oh yeah, dude, they'll, they'll all be triggered. They're like, oh man, all those okay. cis marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> the National Guard guys, we will gonna move that too. I'm just kidding. If you, dude, if you serve this country, man, let us know. Um, or if you got friends that do, let us know. Seriously, we'll shout them out. We just did for Kyle McDonald, old Big Mac is what they call him. I think the Big Mac with a small fry, Diet Coke. I don't think they call them that. I think they do. Yeah, probably not. I don't, don't, I don't, don't know. know. Okay, you don't get the email sent directly to your email.
0: <laughs> this uh, podcast, moving along, thank you for uh, all the veteran shout-outs you submit. I don't know why I blocked weird eye contact with Steve. I <laughs> lost yeah, my yeah, thought.
2: Remember, oh. Dude, then my mic fell. My mic went limp. This, podcast, made is, eye contact with me. <laughs>
0: this podcast is appropriately brought to you by Elite Archery. Um, everyone in here shoots in the lead. Let's just run around the table. Clark, what elite bow are you shooting? Currently a Tempo. Nice. Team Tempo. I knew that. I knew that. Which one are you going to shoot? The Ritual should Ooh. be on its way. It's nice, isn't it? It is very nice. Doug? The impulse. Which one? A 31. Ooh. Real nice. Matt? Spirit. <laughs> That's a great bow. I don't know why you giggle.
2: Yeah. What, what are you good- looking at me for? I'm not going to laugh at you, little boy. You have the Spirit of the Wild in you. Yeah, exactly.
0: What are you talking about?
2: Stefan? I'm shooting the option three plus three. Oh. Nice. Which equals out to be six. It's a great bow. The mm. Option six. Dude, that green I I'm so glad they kept that green around too because that color is killing. We it. should
0: announce the color. Matt, what color bow? Max one. Pink. Max oh. one. That yeah, boy. Nice. Doug? Uh Q of IS. Mm. I got The green
1: and max one.
0: Oh, the limb combo? Yeah. Thing. I got the... Oh, I can't remember what the color elite calls it, but I got the, like I call it my bronze beauty, the tempo. Love that
2: That's thing. pretty color. It's because he's in Love second place. Is he? Second.
0: Just second. Yeah. Bronze, second place.
2: Oh, God, that's third
0: place, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> bronze is third, and silver, <laughs> second.
2: Uh, silver is second. What the hell am I thinking? Oh, gold's first, yeah. Uh, the new oh, ritual, man. Platinum is number I can't one. can't even
0: <laughs> say enough about it.
2: It's, it. I have people
0: actually... There's two people I know of right now that have ordered that bow and haven't even shot it because really? it's that good. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Buckstorm. <laughs> really? Now Jeremy ordered one and he's like, I haven't even shot it. He's like, I just, I, he, Hey, he trusts his homeboy me. Yeah. And I said, Hey man, you don't need to shoot it. Just order
2: it. And he ordered it. Yeah. You better hope that doesn't suck. Cause he's going out in the mountains alone with you. So. It doesn't
0: <laughs> need dampeners on it. Yeah, it it's literally doesn't have sells it. itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good bow. I It is. Dare I say best bow ever made? Mm, dare you. Dare I?
2: I dare. Kurt, I possibly. dare you to say that. I did. I dare you to
0: say it again. I, the synergy man was up there. We talk about this every time you guys are here in studio.
2: Yeah, we do. Yeah. But uh, would you rather us talk about something else? No, that's a good topic. <laughs> I like it. Clark's all
0: calm. We haven't got you primed up. Grab Clark a beer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Clark. Matt, grab a grab beer. him a beer. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's <laughs> only driving <laughs> you home. I'm like... <laughs> Still, I need to be hyped
1: up a little bit. Okay, okay, we'll you, do okay,
2: that. okay. Well, let's elite, it. Archery. elite archery,
1: elite archery, yeah,
2: it. elite archery. Okay, is that better?
0: <laughs> Th- yes. This, <laughs> this podcast is oh. brought to you by Clark Cummins on Respect the Game. Brought to you by Elite Archery. <laughs> Check out Clark.
2: <laughs> well, depends on when you are. Uh, Clark shooting some big deer on. Uh, what, is that tonight? A, what? Yeah. Well, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight. Oh, yeah. Because this would be tonight. But if April. You got, well, whatever today is. But uh, do you know what episode that 10th. is? April. It's like eight, nine, something like that.
1: Uh, I'm not sure.
2: But honestly. if you guys got your DVR set, go back and check it out. It's um, probably, you're right, it's got to be right around there, eight nine or nine. Something. But yeah, the check, uh, check out Respect the Game for something else special yeah. at the end of that episode. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Clark? <laughs> <I> <laughs> he think. does it because I know Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, the yeah. sponsor reel. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, That's our logo is. Yeah, I how? noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that last time I watched.
2: What do you think? You're like, how did those goons get their way onto there? Like, hey, I know these guys.
0: <laughs> is it that obvious?
1: No, I seen it. Yeah, it is because I had a couple yeah. other
0: people uh, send me Snapchats of it. Like, hey, I don't know if you know. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I
2: know. I don't <laughs> know if you know. Like, where the hell else is our logo on there? <laughs> Did they're putting them on, on the new on the new trophy tape? <laughs> <laughs> the working class hunter edition. Oh my god, dude! It's just all like three inches, it's like, <laughs> and then it's like three inches, and then Steve just written down the tape. Easy to read if you're poor at math. <laughs> dude it, it, you know what they it, should do it they says should do,
3: three inches and then it just says good enough after yeah. that <laughs>
2: dude they should have that trophy tape that suits as as you get like two inches off it says consult your local Pope <laughs> <and> young measurer <laughs>
0: yeah. it's probably a real thing we're, next thing i know we're on like buck mcneely sponsor reel oh dude that be- <laughs> I mean, you ever watched an episode of great. buck mcneely clark i never have you never have no you ever heard of him
1: I don't. I don't think
2: so, oh. man.
0: Clark, we're, all right, I'm gonna <laughs> show you some. Books. Maybe I've
2: seen it on Facebook or something. No, or dude, no? he was on like wow. he was on NBC Wild World of, Wild World of Sports, really. And he's, he was like the only hunting show. Like people who don't he's even Probably hunt, the best hunter ever, ever to live. People who don't, dude. He, he's a killer. I'll tell you what, dude. He he shot an alligator through some like drapes that you buy at like like these right <laughs> here that you buy it, like Bed Bath. And he shot a gator through one of them, dude. I'm not even making that up.
0: <laughs> I'll, yeah. to, I'll have to check that out. He, he reads books a lot when he hunts. It states the obvious. Yeah, Sometimes the footage doesn't even match up. We'll just show you. Dear, yeah. It's awesome. Everyone YouTube, <laughs> Buck McNeely. We're just making this guy money.
2: I don't, I don't care, dude. That means if he, he makes money, it. he gets to keep putting whatever he's putting out. I'm happy with that. So. Does he shoot an elite bow? I know. I do. The guy's probably never shot a bow. A slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Unless he puts an elite sticker on a rifle. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Okay, this
0: podcast transitioning. Thank you, Buck McNeely, for the laughs. Um, <laughs> HHA sports. Um, HHA is a often debated topic because it's the single pen. There's a lot of guys that aren't fans of the single pen, but I, it's a good transition. Clark, I know you don't shoot HHA, but single pen or multi pen? I like single. Why do you like single pen? Just sell sell the single pen in general. To me, it's a lot easier to. I guess
1: gain uh, acquisition to your target. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't like. It's to me. It's too much thinking to have a multi-pin sight, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't center in the window exactly the same. I mean, when you see the the single pin, it's the same every single time. So that part of the equation is just easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, set your set your dial, and it's easier it to make
0: it instinctive. Yeah, like I, the man that is tough to explain field of view pretty much is what it is for me personally but
1: yeah you're not having to think about okay well which pin and 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 yeah the other thing is sometimes those pins if you're these modern bows shoot fast enough that that if you have them at 20 30 40 they're still pretty tight together and you put it on a deer
0: that's gonna cloudy up here it it (laughs) does what what were you gonna say (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't going to say fuck if that's what you thought. I was, <laughs> I was, just, I
2: was checking. It, to me, it's just, just checking, too busy.
1: Bro. It's like, I just think it's a little busy in my sight picture. I don't yeah. like that. I, I I like the simplicity of a single pin.
0: I agree. We talked about this last time here in studio. We did the Whitetail. Was that the last time the Whitetail Angle podcast we did with you, yeah. uh, Ross, and um, Austin? Yep. And uh Ross's went away from the single pin which is interesting and uh i was trying to get you guys in a fight about it but you,
2: you guys were just didn't want to we, fight we fought later yeah <laughs> it was pretty cool yeah, dude we filmed it <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you whooped his ass outside my grapple driveway <laughs> it's a world star duty
2: suplex him under your tonneau cover yeah it was pretty cool hand me a beer bridge um but a thank you to hha single pin try it out
0: if it's not for you we get it but uh i think if you practice a full summer i think you realize the benefits of it pretty quick because I'm the same way as you, Clark. That's I always shot, like, five... I went three-pin, and then as I shot further and further, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a five-pin, and then you can't see anything you're aiming at.
1: Yeah, that's the way I feel.
0: Especially doing, like, 3-D shoots and stuff like that throughout the summer and, and, and into the fall. Um, it just helps out a lot. Plus, HHA offers a lifetime warranty, um, American-made, mm-hmm. and uh, they support made in, our veterans.
2: Yeah, they do, and they're made in uh, Wisconsin. So uh, for all you Wisconsin out, uh, listeners out there, dude, it's... It's just, it's right there in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ripping Wisconsin people. All right. Have you ever meet anyone from Wisconsin? it's like, hey, is it grocery bag or grocery bag? <laughs> Big. I'll just get out. Dude, I love Wisconsin. I'm, I'm really sad. <laughs> Big. For everybody that was uh, out at the... Uh, Wisconsin deer and turkey classic, man. Dude, we, I think we're going to be there next year. We all wanted to be there. Things just didn't work out. We but, should be at
0: Iowa, Ohio, and Wisconsin next year. That's yeah,
2: Wisconsin looked like an absolute blast. So we had some people there like, hey, look, we're meeting, you know, like Prairie Storm guys were out there, and a couple of our friends were running into there. So that place looked awesome, but For next sure. year. I'm um,
0: also got to thank the rest of our supporters. Sin Crusher, of course, keeping the studio clean. Ethics Archery. Um, we got to do a touch-up episode with uh, with Big Hoss. <laughs> we do. We um, do. But yeah, did they do inserts, Clark? You just got some ethics archer yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've didn't been you? talking
1: to Haas a lot lately.
0: Interesting stuff, isn't that?
1: Yeah, I've been. We've been messing around with those uh, spinning inserts with our solid decaps. Oh, really? What do you think yeah, of that? It's pretty awesome. That's an interesting
2: yeah. combo, dude. I never thought about doing that. Yeah, yeah
1: we. I mean, I would have. We need to just keep working at it. I've got a. Uh, I need a longer arrow in order to use it with mine, just to get it underneath of my sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Matt we we had some success with it if we had more we'd probably be running them right now we just didn't have enough to like go into season with that exact setup but yeah but definitely worth hook looking it up into. hoss
0: it'll be on national television yeah, hoss. yeah
1: big hoss we, we're gonna we're gonna keep working with it but the static inserts that we've got have been working really well uh, those are awesome, awesome. The, the quality of that stuff is it,
2: to me it's really
0: incredible. the tolerances are on point oh, yeah. if you Nuts. will
2: yeah 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 did we weighed them out, too. And we're like, damn, dude, these things are really good. And Haas is like, yeah, man, we make sure for you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they make sure for everybody. They do. Yeah, they're, they definitely do. They ride do. on the money, them guys.
0: Haas knows the shit, man. And he has yeah. a working-class boner tattoo. Got to love that guy. Yeah,
1: he does. Ask him. Uh,
0: he's nice to talk to. He just He's knowledgeable. knowledgeable. We talk for about an hour every time I talk it's to him. It's easy to do. I hate like, yeah. If I'm busy and Haas is calling, I'm like, damn, I want to answer this right now, but I'm just like, can't. <laughs> yeah.
2: And next time we see Hoss be like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, how come he can't uh, go to a certain pet store anymore?" That's a funny story, not to be told on air, but it's yeah. hilarious. Wow, well, thanks
0: for telling all our listeners. Hey, it's funny, dude. He'll
2: he'll probably tell you. Um. <laughs> if you ask him, he'll probably tell you, and he won't even think about it. He's just like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this happened." What? Also yeah. brought to you
0: by obviously this this podcast getting started off with Man Coolers. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing.
2: Oh, Rattler Grips. I'm sorry. Thought, yeah. <laughs> you were looking at me. I'm like, yeah, bro, Rattler Grips. Uh, scent Ant Crusher. No, you already you hit Scent it. Crusher. Because yeah. I wanted to say something about covered
3: Keep my
2: the studio bow clean, I with said. that green and the blue and those Rattler Grips. Dude, I've seen a lot of people put new Rattler Grips on their bows, and I'm like, I want to get like seven of them just so I can change out colors like once a week, dude. <laughs> I, that's I want to customize them. But he makes them really good so when they stick on there. All right, they held That was a long one. It was. Clark? Matt, we had to get Clark primed up. Thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. I'm prime. You got a. All right, you got i I'm Jack. Let's get this
0: thing rolling. You got a beer fridge right there. Crack it open there. <laughs> and let's get talking about some spring goodies. If we yeah. will. What let's, kind let's of start, spring goodies are we going to start with? Well, we're going to get into the turkey game. We've been getting hassled by everyone about covering some turkey stuff. And that's coming. We got a lot of turkey episodes coming up. Um, let her rip. There you go. I'm ready. <laughs> food plots. So I've been texting you a lot about food plots the last month or so. Um, on my new lease, I have the option to plant some stuff for once. And I feel like there's a lot of guys that are – want and we've talked about this before, but um, wanting to get into just getting something in the ground, whether it's like a poor man plot or if they have access to equipment or renting equipment or hand tools or garden tillers or whatever. Um, spring. Let's just break it down from simplistic – like. Planting in the spring, what's the first step and what are the best things to plant?
1: The first step is going to be your soil prep. Um, honestly, the the very first step I would go to is a soil test if you're serious about doing a really good food plot. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the pH around the Midwest is going to be a little low to start with. Um, going to need a little bit of lime. Uh, it's a pretty easy fix. So but, on
0: a soil test, is that something... I know there's certain food plot companies where you can order soil test kits through. Is that normally what yeah. you do, or do you go somewhere and pick yours up?
1: You can do it either way. You can do that or go to the, one of the farm co-ops, like Crop Production or FS oh, Okay, around here. Um, where did John Wayne
2: Gacy get all his lime at?
3: I don't,
1: I'm not sure. I think he minded <laughs> himself. I'll call him casual. <laughs> <That's awful.
3: laughs> but, yeah, we, once you go there,
1: they'll give you a little uh, soil test bag. Just go across your f- food plot, and you're going to pull, like, four or five – samples out and do it like in an x pattern uh, just start at the corners and kind of work your oh right yeah, in the center. yeah just kind of do an x pattern and get a good mix mix it all up in there mm-hmm. each plot put it in its own bag um, label it like plot number one or plot a or whatever you want to and, and uh, take it in they'll tell you what you need it costs maybe ten dollars per sample it's pretty cheap they do most of the legwork for so you. So
0: FS will like do that or whoever? Well, yeah. yeah.
1: And most – the, the the nice thing is is you can talk to these guys once you get the soil test back because sometimes they look a little complicated to look at. But if you just say, hey, I'm wanting to plant alfalfa. What does my soil need? He'll tell you what to put on oh. there. So oh, it makes okay. it pretty easy. Like add lime and add this. And yeah. So, so, yeah. But yeah, you're, you're going to need two ton of lime
2: per acre, and you're going to need this much phosphate and so on. And it's just – so you wouldn't buy one of those uh, those gimmicks that like you see, uh, maybe maybe they work. I don't know, but it's like one of the pH sample things mm-hmm. um, where you just like you stick in the ground and it like it, it looks like a thermometer that you put in the ground. Yeah, and, you know you
1: know those things. I'm not saying they don't work at all. They're not going to be near as accurate. It might give you a ballpark.
2: You can say they don't work at all. That's fine yeah. if you want. I mean,
1: like, I, I can't say for sure. Nothing's I'd for like sure. To they're say. trash, is what Clark. <laughs> I'd like is saying. to say they're junk, but I, I just I can't say that because I don't know for sure. I've used one and it. It was about right, so right. I don't know if it was lucky or, or not, but I'd, I'd already soil tested. It depends. Do you
0: want to hit in the paper plate, or do you want to hit the X on the target That's every time? exactly
1: what it boils down to. Right? Yeah. Depends what you're looking for. If you want it to, to be done right, and it's really not that much harder to do it right <clears throat> if you just take the time to do it. It's just time. And I, I'll be honest, sometimes I get a little, it's not lazy, it's I'm in a hurry, and I kind of know most of my soils pretty well around my farms. Mm-hmm. And, kind of know what they're going to need, so I'll just kind of guesswork at it. Um, I'll start off just kind of knowing that I'm going to need some lime. I'm going to need a balanced fertilizer and probably quite a bit of it, and I'll just start that, and then I'll test it the next year just to double see how it's coming along. Because it takes about a year for, for like, powdered uh, crushed lime to— really kick in good
0: oh really so if it needs lime one year and you you add the lime it, ne- it needs for that year will it need it again per se the next uh, year if you put on the
1: crush lime like you see the big ag spreaders running around yeah that stuff is a lot longer lasting but it takes longer to kick in gotcha uh, if you get the pell lime that you would get like at the co-op um, that stuff is is a lot quicker to react but it's a pretty much an annual fix
0: okay it might
1: eventually if he's putting on every year it might eventually bring your ph up but it's going to take a lot of it to do that Um, it's going to be not very cost efficient but if you're looking to put in some alfalfa this year what you could do is put down your crushed lime and you know it's not going to kick in good but you could put some of the pell lime down with it okay just to bring it up for a quick fix so
0: my plan is we plant we kind of like poor man plotted some stuff they The guy burn off the CRP, the guy who owns our lease, burn off the CRP. And it burn off, um, we're going to plant the strips between the CRP. We can't actually obviously plant the CRP. um, But actually, he's going to mark off a spot for us to plant where we are allowed to plant because, I don't know, whatever program he's in, we can do that. Right. Um, But we're going to save that for the fall. Um, So I'm not worried about that. talking to you about that right now. Yeah. but we're going to plant the buffer or the burn strips or buffer strips, I guess, whatever they call it, between the CRP right. um, in the fall also. But we went ahead and spread some, like, clover mixtures, just did poor man plot style mm-hmm. after he burned, hoping it'll grow. Um, really no strategy there, just kind of straight up poor man plot, just going for it. But if someone was wanting to plant something simple in the spring, kind of super low budget, that's going to be basically give the longest lasting... What am I trying to say here? My thought process is something that will give the deer something to eat and bring them around through the spring and into the summer, and then if you wanted to disc it or till it and then replant something in the fall, what would you plant for the springtime? Is that is that confusing? I feel no, like I didn't I, lay that I out understand. very clear.
1: No, that's uh, – <clears throat> there's some annual clovers you could plant mm-hmm. uh, that would be good for that. Uh, a lot of the other clovers, like an annual would be a burr seam, uh, there's a crimson clover that that's pretty quick to grow mm-hmm. and it's not going to keep coming back over and over it could reseed itself i'm not saying you won't see any the next year but yeah it's not going to be a, a perennial clover plot that mm-hmm. just looks lush for five years in a row like like a, a ladino clover would be but mm-hmm. um, the ladino like when you plant that and that's what you'll see imperial white clover or imperial white tail a lot yeah, of yeah yeah a lot of those brands that it's it's a some kind of a variety of uh, ladino clover, so okay, and that so, that stuff is it. It takes a little longer to establish, but once it's established, you've got it for a few years. Where if you it deal takes,
0: with, like year after year of planting, is that what you mean by establish yeah. it? Well, no, I mean it would just you would plant it one year and get five years of usage out of it. Okay, um, so we did plant some clover, and I know there's a spot that. We have to meet up, and he's going to mark it off. We're going to plant this here in the spring, mm-hmm. and I think we were planning on doing just kind of like a straight clover plot. That and then turning it over and planting something for the fall, okay. like in August. Yeah. I don't know—is that a good idea? It's not a bad idea because the, through the
1: spring and summer, it's going to once that clover comes up, it's going to be putting uh, nitrogen into the ground. Okay, okay. so it'll be overall, it'll be healthier for the soil. Yeah, it, it helps helps the soil, and if you till it in green, it kind of gives that green manure. Um, It'll rot in the soil and kind of decompose. Oh, yeah. Give a nice little boost of uh, stuff for the next crop that's coming up, whether it be brassica or uh, some kind of cereal grain mix that you're going to be putting in.
0: Yeah. Our plan is something that's going to stay green, I think. Yeah. I don't really know. That's another podcast to happen (laughs) late summer. Um, So clovers are kind of basically a, a good baseline across the board. You can't really go wrong with them.
1: Yeah, if, if I was gonna go get clover I would go to one of the local seed stores and get something like a, a burr seam or a some crimson clover or something because it's cheaper and it's gonna establish quicker. hmm um, that'd get you a quick start for if you wanted if you knew you were gonna plow it in the next or this coming fall. Yeah. Um anything you was gonna leave in there I would go with Ladino or uh, a red clover of okay. some type, so
0: that's something we might do where it's just grass in certain spots instead of – because, you know, the spots where we're going to hunt near here, we're going to do something for the fall. But there's other spots where some people might mow it often, and mm-hmm. we might just do like a clover like that in those areas. And I don't know. Right. Just something sort of basic, I guess. I don't know if that's technically basic, but yeah. it seems that way to me. It seems more yeah. simplistic.
1: Yeah, it's, it's doing fire breaks and so on. You can't hardly go wrong with a clover because it's just going to give you – Something else for the deer to feed on. I mean you could be just mowing grass and keeping the fire break short and you're not really getting much out of it, but when you put clover on it, at least you're getting some use out of that fire break. Does clover
0: handle well to be in mowed often or how's it?
1: Um it it does best if it's mowed about three times through the summer. Okay. Uh usually around the the major holidays like Memorial Day, Fourth of July and Labor Day.
0: Oh really? Is that like the rule of thumb?
2: Yeah, kind of. Wow, I didn't know that.
1: That's kind
0: that's, of a good tip. Well,
2: that's why those holidays are where they are. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> probably right. right. You're probably, yeah. probably right. Take note of that, it. Doug. Will
1: you? Uh, <laughs> they planned that around. They planned yeah. the holiday making around uh, when you cut
2: clovers. So <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. Of so course. you know, the Fourth of <laughs> July, Independence Day. Well, you know, it's like, hey, bro. Yeah, it's I, just I, a rule I've got of nothing thumb. to go on there.
1: <laughs> the, the best way is uh, I always watch the farmers. If, if the farmers are bailing then you probably need to be mowing some some clover plots so where do you see them at or how do you know yeah i mean i, I watch that a lot oh, yeah. <laughs> very
0: good yeah a lot of out, yeah hunt stand farmers only <laughs> on x maps i got them all man
2: yeah that's that's, that's clark's uh, summer food plot scouting tip check the farmers <laughs> i bet
0: you two percent of the people on farmers only are actually farmers oh
2: probably and the other guys are like man i saw justin moore once when i was 19 <laughs> right, cool
0: buddy Okay, so what else besides clover is a good spring option? I mean, I'm sure there's a ton. Sugar beets would be one you could put in in the spring. Okay.
1: Um, A lot of people put sugar beets in later, but it's got a lot longer uh, growing season than, Mm -hmm. than say, a a standard brassica like turnip or rape would. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to take you a little longer. So uh, late spring, I would say, would be a good time to plant sugar beets. Um, People that do sugar beets really like them they are hard to establish because the deer really do mow them off that quick huh yeah they they do like those right away so So if you got
2: like a smaller plot you wouldn't say sugar beet like i've got maybe like a a spot that i could plant some i think there's been clover there but it's probably like 200 feet by like 70 feet long it ain't very big but like if i put sugar beets in there you think that's just a lost cause most likely yeah So you want, like, a whole, like, acres worth of something like that, would you think? Yeah,
1: sugar beets seem to be better with
0: with bigger areas.
1: What is it about
0: sugar beets that makes them tear them up so bad? Sugar. Is that just what it is?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. There must be something in there. I I guess just the sweetness of it or... Sugar. I've had a hard time establishing them. I've, I've tried them several
0: times on small plots, and I just can't get them established. So what, like, turnips, that's a fall food plot type? Yeah, so... Turnips get good when it frosts, or am I incorrect? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. So the deer dig them up, and is that the? We planted turnips one time back when I was really young, and I don't—I was too young to even remember what happened with them. What's so funny, yeah. Steve? What the fuck?
2: I just thought of something really stupid. It, okay, dude, never mind. It, no, part. no, no. It's going to be funny. It's going to be like it, it's going to get to a point where I people don't are why like, I asked. "Sorry." They're going to be like, "Man, I'm only going to give my deer organic food, Splenda beets," and you seriously <laughs> laughed out loud to himself Yeah, over I, just, shit. I thought of some. I thought of like some vegan hunter thinking, "I want my deer as healthy as possible, so no like mass-produced crop is what." They're <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that not stupid? Thank you for being here, Steve. <laughs> this is the mind of a genius. Yeah, you're doing great. So, uh, <laughs> all right, you guys, I we laugh now but like in 10 years. <laughs> you're going to be like right. Dude, yeah, he, yeah, he was he is right. Yeah.
0: You seem so dumb now on episode, all the way up to 214, but when we get to like Episode five thousand, some whatever. (laughs) whatever. You're like, like, holy shit! He's right about everything, dude. (laughs) All those wrestling (laughs) references. He's in contact with you,
2: Steve Stradamus Dude, people used to say when people are like, no, nah, the earth is flat. They go, those people are dumb. And now they're like, man, those people are Man, geniuses. Steve's yeah. been passing deer, <laughs> been passing bucks on us. No wonder Steve hasn't
0: killed shit. He's passing on his deer. He's killing 400-inch deer now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag do the research. <laughs> so uh, back to turnips. That's a fall.
1: Yeah, fall. Brilliant. Most of the time, uh, turnips, there's an old farmer saying it's uh, – Wet or dry, 25th of July. That's when you want to plant your turnips. I've actually really? had better luck planting them a little earlier than that. Ooh. Okay, um, so
0: does a turnip, because they get big. Mm-hmm. I have some wet areas where it kind of, there might be some standing water. How does a turnip handle that sort of stuff? Is it? I, I feel like it's, yeah,
1: I don't yeah. like planting it in real wet areas personally. I like okay. it. I like it up. They seem to me, <clears throat> I've had better luck planting them in a little, not dry soil, but stuff that drains well.
0: Okay, because there's two spots we have an option to plant. One's kind of on a, a slanted hillside. One's a low area. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like, I don't know enough about what to plant that in an area that's wet a lot or if there's anything that's going to make it.
1: I've had good luck with turnips <clears throat> in wet areas that were not wet for that particular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it actually is a wet area that stays wet through that whole season, I just haven't had great luck planting turnips with that.
2: What's one of the oddest things that you've just planted that like the deer hit? Like, say you accidentally, you know, got seeds mixed up. You got like jalapenos or something. You are like <laughs> jalapenos. <they're> crushing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I planted a whole jalapeno <laughs> plot. I had, had this deer buck. Deer I doing. named
1: Pedro. Was, <laughs> <laughs> we had this. We had a farm garden. Matt may remember this, but we had what we called the farm garden. And oh, is this is really
3: a thing. Yeah. This, this is. is huge. Huge. Oh my this god. Is, I thought yeah, you we literally. On the front of our <laughs> farm, we had this.
0: Are you racist? It
1: was. There was this. We had a little small garden and i put just peppers and stuff stuff that i ran out of room at home so i took him into the farm and i just tilled up a small area and thought stuff the deer won't eat so oh no this one deer kept coming back in he wasn't a big buck he's a two and a half year old but he'd come uh-huh. in and he would always eat like <laughs> the cayenne peppers no uh so I just named him Pedro, and I was hoping he'd grow huge so that I could still call him Pedro when I got him, but he He, he died that year. Yeah. He probably yeah. died. Yeah. <laughs> you,
2: know, you can tell when you're like you're like you're looking for deer droppings, you go, oh, he totally was yeah. here. I could tell. Pedro <laughs> was here. <laughs> it's just, Don't say I thought, so.
1: I want to see what's eating it. And you could see because he's like he would walk up to him, and he was kind of like scared. And he would, he would walk up funny. You could tell in the pictures that he was just walking up funny like he was, and he would eat and you could see where it was almost like he'd eat it and run off.
0: Well, yeah, it's like burning.
1: <laughs> but he'd come back and eat them as soon as they grew again. He'd be back in there. Because he
2: was probably trying to impress a girl. He's like, I'm not very big. I'm not going to win a fight. i got to win her somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to plant a Carolina Reaper next time. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Is that is that cruel? Is that, no, they is that illegal? Not, dude, they don't have I the don't same know. taste
0: buds. I don't know if they'd have the same.
2: Just, oh, that's what I wonder. Maybe what, they would.
1: Thought? His reaction, just I and mean, this is photos. I didn't have it on video, but just photos, because I want to see what was eaten oh. in my
2: garden. Dude, I, I kind of yeah. want to plant slaughter. <laughs> Yeah, you
0: got to plant some hot pepper and have it on video on trail cam just that to see be what funny. gets on Come there.
2: on, man. That's mean, but yeah, do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or do they just know if no you eat one untypical. little bit you don't eat another one. <laughs> I
1: couldn't believe he ate it. I just, I didn't think they'd eat it. But the thing that they ate the most, out and I wish I had a whole field full of them, Brussels sprouts.
3: I could, oh, man, I don't really? know why we
1: planted them because I don't even like Brussels sprouts, but we planted these things and the deer just devastated them. Really? They dug them completely. Every row was just dug. Deer tracks everywhere. How, like, were they, like, mature they Brussels were just sprouts about were ready, like just about ready to take out of the garden and they just wiped really? them out and they dug Dude. them completely out there was nothing left how yeah. much would it cost to plant like a full acre? Of Brussels. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: was I need to find bulk Brussels sprouts. Seeds. <laughs> dude, I, I need a fifty-pound bag of Brussels sprouts. <laughs> they're gonna like, dude, you're gonna go in and ask them at FS, and they're like, "Get out of here right now!" And then they like, they call the like the farm police. I think we got the guy. There's
0: a picture of Clark up on the cork board there, it's all black. Sell this weirdo.
2: He's feeding deer hot peppers and Brussels sprouts. What the hell's wrong with this guy? I thought you
0: were gonna say you planted acres, of, an acre of jalapeno. <laughs> no, that would be funny. They didn't bother the jalapeno. It was the cayenne. And peppers is what he liked. I don't Man, know that's why. Wild. Do you think they eat bell funny.
2: peppers? I don't know.
0: Oh, I'm sure any leaf type material, I'm sure they'd eat. Man, yeah. why not? Like It's just foliage. Yeah. They, they
2: probably wouldn't eat potatoes if you plant them. I don't yeah.
0: know if they would eat the pepper. Well, they might. They eat like yeah. locust pods and shit. Yeah, they actually, this one ate the
1: pepper because at first he just bit it. And then, <laughs> then after that, when they would grow, I'd just just about the time you'd think they was almost ready, you come back and they're gone. Wow, again. that's so amazing. That's
0: really interesting. Actually, Damn. it would be fun to plant like a whole garden or like a circle garden, just like where it's they could just take their like a buffet. Yeah, they could take just their see bed, what they
2: want. Just plant the most random shit. I bet yeah. they'd crush tomatoes. They didn't bother that. That's the
1: one thing really? they didn't bother. I, I had tomatoes on the farm, and they didn't bother them. Too much. Not even
0: like the leaves of the tomato plant? They, they might have nipped at them a little, but they didn't They didn't ruin them. What else did you uh, – damn. Dude, dude when, when I went to mind. taxidermy school, the guy had a live deer in the pen for references, and you could take any branch off anything. I mean, these aren't like vegetable plants, but they're just leaves. And just the deer would come up, and you'd feed him a little lawnmower, just mow them all down, Don't matter what you grabbed. He could pick a plant off the ground and feed him the He'd just eat it. And I, I imagine uh, they just eat that shit all the time. Yeah, probably,
1: I'm sure. You think carrots? They would carrots. carrots? Oh, yeah. yeah, I've yeah, heard carrots, sure. carrots are good. I've never tried them personally, but I've read an, an article about carrots in it. Well, get turnips are root. Plant. Yeah, I think any so. root like that would be pretty good.
2: Bread an onion though. I don't,
0: yeah, know. I don't know. I bet you'd be like a, like an early, like a, an onion that we wouldn't eat, but like early in the growth stage. I imagine they'd probably tear it up. They might. There's They'd have the worst breath out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, back
0: to like, so clovers are a safe bet on anything. They, it seems like a, is it a pretty hardy plant? You can kind of spread clover, do a poor man plot with clover. and It is. Um, certain breeds of clover do better. You
1: still want your, your pH. You're going to get better results if your pH is up closer to 7. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff around here, um, speaking for our, our area of, of Illinois, Mm-hmm. Seems like it's usually in the low fives, and if you can bring it up into the, like, six and a half to seven range, uh, it seems to be better. Okay. Just as taller, more lush, um, seems to be better. Just uses the fertilizer better when you do that, so.
0: Okay. Um, Something else I want to talk about, so, because I did clover mix, whatever, and um, I don't know if there's something that comes to mind that we haven't covered that'd be a good, um, safe bet to plant for a spring food plot um, besides a clover. Um, so if you have something in mind, bring it yeah. up. But, um, I wanted to get to eventually that green screen grass that I've been kind of obsessed with texting you about yeah. all the time.
1: That stuff's awesome. Uh, that's that's from Arrow Seed Company, it's $39 for a acre bag. And if you stretch out what you really need, you only need about a 12 to 15 feet section of it. So, I mean, if you
0: break that down, yeah, I mean, you can do a lot. So, with, with a one acre bag, the reason why I'm so interested in that is there's a county road that oh, can you basically see my property from. Yeah, and we found two spikes this year looking for sheds that had five, five, six or two, two 22 holes in the shoulders. Somebody was shooting some deer from the road, which is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I thought I'll plant that green screen because you said it grows super tall, yeah, um, and throughout different areas on the property along the whole fence line along the road. Um, and then maybe throughout some of those buffer strips where I'm not going to hunt anywhere near to give those deer some um, concealment to move back and forth for wherever they're moving through CRP or through our food plot that we plant or wherever it may be.
1: Yeah, that that stuff's awesome. For, there's so many different uses for it, uh, whether you're screening the roads or screening your approach route, how you're going to walk to your stand. Um, it could even be just a section of food plot. I've, I've heard of. Some guys might've been been Larry. I can't remember some, some people that have like a one acre plot of clover and they want the deer to just move around better. And they'll plant a strip through the center of it just so they have to basically walk around it to look and see what's on the other side. Oh, Ooh. really? Yeah.
0: Playing mind country.
2: games with the deer. Yeah, yeah,
0: That's something we do need to transition to is the, the layouts of food plots. Yeah. Um, I know it's something you want to talk about. Then we'll get into the Turkey game here. Um, so what, what, like you just said, you can strategically plant things to make deer move a certain way or act a certain way around a certain crop, I guess. Um, what's your favorite layout of a food plot?
1: Probably my favorite would be uh, like an hourglass shape. And a lot of times if you imagine the hourglass having two separate forages on the, the bigger parts of the hourglass and then in the narrow uh, just kind of have a meat so that when they they can kind of come between the food plot, your stand naturally is going to sit at the narrowest spot of the hourglass, like a funnel. So, yeah, so that um, you might have a say a half acre at each side, and then it narrows down in the center, so that you've got a. So is it gotcha. timber
0: around it and around to where it pinches together, or do you have like yeah. that gr- tall grass planted in between it? it can it can be either one? Um, if you just design it so that you're
1: forcing your deer movement down to that narrow, if they gotta if they gotta go through a, and when I say narrow. Area. I'm talking 25 or 30 yards wide. That's your kill spot mm-hmm. um, from your tree. You know? Yeah, chip shot range. Chip yeah, shot page. put them in chip shot range so that when they come from one side of that food plot to the other, it might be a half acre to another half acre, and they're going to cut through that little 30-yard gap. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good a good strategy. Um, just a, a nice angled plot where, say, it's got two legs and it, that they can't really see. Like, a, if you had just a long, skinny plot, they can just sit at one end and watch the other end. Right. But if you took that and made it a 90-degree angle, they've got to basically get to that point where it, the angle is to see down the other leg.
2: Is that where you're going to start using ah. that green screen? So, if say, you had a big open field. Or if know, it's in the timber. Or if it's in the timber, yeah. But you had a big open field. I mean, would you try to use some of that green screen to then pinch that to do what you were, you were talking about? Um, or, like, would you just hope that naturally happens? Yeah. You could yeah. do it
1: either way. I've, I've done both. I've done it with, with, I've never done it. I just started using green screen last year mm-hmm. and was really impressed with it. Uh, before I would use just brush. Oh, okay. Uh, or it might even be just just heavy grass. I mean, just planting tall grass or even horse weeds. Uh, you can make horse weeds grow, which is basically ragweed, just, yeah. just by disking up ground most of the time. If you just disc it and leave it you'll wind up having some really tall weeds by the end of the summer. Most Oh, of the really? Time. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know anything about the shit. That's amazing. That yeah. Kid. Yeah. I mean, it's not always, but a lot of times if you just disc something up, it like stirs up all them natural seeds and it just, mm. it just kind of explodes by the end of the summer.
0: When's the best time to plant the green screen?
1: Um, I would say probably in June. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So if there's um, grass
0: already there. Can you plant that green screen with it? Yeah,
1: you're better. Or did you, di- or did you I it would or- work it up, yeah. You, work it? Okay. yeah
0: you, you want it to be nice,
1: clean dirt. To- okay,
0: let me throw this at you. If a ditch has been burned, like right around now, when would be the best time to plant it? Would you just um, Could you throw it down now?
1: I wouldn't. Um, and I'm not saying you couldn't. I, I would personally wait just a little bit longer. Uh, it's a sorghum, and most sorghums do a little better later. Mm, okay. Uh, so we're still in that cold cold time and yeah. the, i just don't
2: think that it would do it as sucks. well right now
0: okay okay because that's something i am gonna try
2: in certain areas just to see how it works yeah it looks really good dude i was like walking there like what the
1: hell dude, this is awesome looking. yeah oh it's crazy stuff yeah steve's seen it firsthand yeah i was gonna yeah. say how
0: the hell did you <laughs> see it but i'm like oh yeah you mooch <laughs> well,
1: yeah, you what know, i would do <laughs> is like you were talking about you had some areas that you thought were, would be good for it now Go in there as soon as that starts to green up, and just spray with Roundup. Oh, okay. Uh, ahead of time, so that way when you do go to plant it, you've already kind of taken
2: that first step towards your weed control. Okay. But if you're trying to keep your land as non-GMO as possible, don't use Roundup either. Bad choice. Bad choice. Yeah. No Monsanto. None here. <laughs> yeah, you could just walk around with a torch. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Burn with the butane. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: with <laughs> butane. That's right.
0: <laughs> do we hit uh, the basics of spring food plotting? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's something we missed. The only I'm thing sure there's the a lot. The only thing
1: I'll, I'll add to that is uh, clover seems to do better in lower, moist soil. Um, if you're on upland, that's seeing more sun. Alfalfa tends to do a little better. Uh, When's it, that's the spring alfalfa? Is yeah, you could plant alfalfa any time, just from about right now on. I mean, oh really? Yeah, till around May fifteenth. Okay. So I would I would do the same with clover if I was doing a spring planting much beyond May fifteenth. It's okay if you get a lot of rain, but it starts to hit that dry time when it because you got to figure it's going to be a couple weeks before you really see it grow, and then you get into June and you start hitting them dry summer days. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so if, if I not, already
0: seeded some clover and I'm, I'm is that clover going to suffer? With no. It's so called? clover right now should be all right because
1: okay. um, you can frost seed clover. Okay. And even alfalfa, they say alfalfa doesn't do as well to frost seed, but the the clover does really well frost seed. I, I look for the clovers to really explode this coming week when it gets warmer.
0: Okay, so since I've already frost seeded, I can go in and say a few weeks and reseed and then spread some alfalfa like in three weeks.
1: Yeah, the only thing is putting alfalfa on on an established area that's already got some stuff growing is that alfalfa's got an autotoxin in it that basically kills off stuff around it. No shit. So it's weird. If you plant it all together, it seems to be fine, but if you plant it after something else is up and germinated, then it seems to kill
0: it off a little bit. So, Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird nature Hmm. thing, I guess. Damn, I feel like we're barely chiseling into your knowledge on just food plot stuff. Yeah, I... I'm just making stuff up. Yeah, he's yeah.
2: He looked at the dictionary. He's like, all right, uh, here's a here's a big word, sugar. <laughs> We're gonna call it <laughs> glucose. <laughs> it sounds good on the paper. paper. Or, sorry, be good a thesaurus too is actually what you be. Yeah, All
0: right, did we cover? Do we? What else have we missed? I mean, the only I mean, other than that, without making an eight-hour yeah, it's becoming
1: time to put in your or it will be time within the next month or so. To have your corn and beans in, of course, have that stuff set up for your. Do you plant like that winter. for deer a lot? I do. Yeah, really. I plant usually a couple like big. I call them destination plots where that's where I want the deer. Like if I've got a four acre area that I'm planting, four or five acres, I might plant three of it to soybeans and then go around the perimeters and plant some brassica. Later, or maybe some clover for year round. Just and do to, you have a planner, or do you like broadcast that? I use a planner. Um, I've got a four row planner, but you can you can broadcast that. Especially soybeans, they'll grow if you broadcast them. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't you need how? What would be the minimum size plot you could do for soybeans? I would say an acre is a good rule of thumb. I'm not saying you can't do less, but if you got a very big deer density, they'll mow them off, and you just won't get a lot out of it. Okay. Uh, But another one is sweet corn. If you had a big enough area, we've planted sweet corn before, and it blows regular corn away. So if anybody's trying to experiment, that's something that (laughs) you won't believe. It's like candy. And they don't stop with just eating the corn. They eat the entire stock. Yeah, they just keep eating it. I mean, throughout the whole year, they just keep mowing it down. I guess it's kind of like you get that corn honey that's inside of the stock where you can squeeze it out. Corn yeah. honey is
2: my new favorite word.
1: Yeah, you get some corn honey. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> basically that stuff. Yeah, I, I've only done it a couple times just because sweet corn's expensive. Yeah, but if you could find it, I've I've talked to other people that have found big lots of uh, sweet corn from like a seed company that's getting <laughs> rid of their last year stuff or something. If I could find a lot of sweet corn, I would plant it.
2: Really? Wh-
0: <laughs> How would broadcasting sweet corn? Work,
1: all right. you know I think it would work all right if you just watched your rate. Don't get them too close together. Yeah, because you couldn't get through it. Yeah, or, or it just, probably wouldn't grow. It probably choke itself out, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it would. It probably choke itself out if it's too close. But
2: dude, it's like the ultimate thing too. Like you plant it, you know, you go check on your uh, check on your uh, your little green babies, and then you go and just dude, you can grab a snack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. what if
0: you mix? <laughs> this, you might call me an idiot, but I'm just oh god, here we like go. Box here, here we go. What if you mix like? Soybeans, some sweet corn, and some clover, and and you just made sure that the soybeans and the sweet corn were not going to be overwhelming to whatever else was in it, and you just broadcasted it. I
1: think you could do good. You'd about have to put your your corn and your sweet or uh, your soybeans and your sweet corn down first, yeah, and then go back over it with the
0: where the bare dirt was, and, yeah, or the in between, yeah, to spread. That'd be stupid, or do you think it'd be.
1: I don't think it's stupid because I there's a lot of bird mixes that are similar to that. They'll have sorghum and corn and soybeans and stuff in mm-hmm. it, and they grow. I mean, the biggest problem is it's just so hard to get an ear of corn out of it because right, right.
0: it always tends to get overpopulated. I get that. All right. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I know what I'm going to stick to, and uh, all of the listeners can, you know, you can decide what you're going to stick to, what you're going to do. Um, I don't normally do like a poor man plot, but we've been talking about maybe trying to put a real plot in, and I'll take some awesome photos of Clark planting my food plot for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: With his shirt off driving the tractor. <laughs> <his> shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Don't
0: know why. That, this is going to be good. I'm like, Clark, why is your shirt off, man? Just farmers only, man. Dude, why do you got a
2: Tasmanian devil tattoo? I thought that was out in the 80s.
1: Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was Brad, thinking I about you. getting this awesome tattoo that said Parliament.
3: oh
2: man that
0: man if you can guess who has a parliament tattoo
2: (laughs) (laughs) and not the cigarettes or the british form of government (laughs) Uh, all right can we transition to turkeys
0: yeah, we can. 50 minutes in there. I'm ready to go after turkeys. It's okay. Right, here we go. Now
1: he's fired up. Me too. Yeah. Now Clark's finally ready to podcast. All of a sudden, you just podcast. seen my eyes kind of pop open. And
0: finally. That's how we should have started out. Kansas bound in a couple of days. Clark, you're going to Kansas. Yeah, I'm going to Kansas. Same first time. Me and Doug are going to Kansas as well for the first yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Wait,
2: did you guys Make figure Doug. out how far
0: apart you guys are going to be? Well, you're going to be in, uh, I sent you that. El Dorado. where yeah. we're going to be. Uh, we're going to be in, uh, give me a moment, Scott City, right? Um, how far is from Wichita? Are you guys pretty far? We're west central Kansas, is where
1: oh, we're you're ways going. Over. Um, t- 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 I on. would say we're east central.
0: We are going to be in shit. Uh, Prairie View, Kansas. Oh, Prairie View. Prairie Storm Outfitting makes sense. Ha! Yeah, I get it. that does make sense. So well, yeah, geez. west central-ish. Kansas. First time ever going to Kansas, fun fact, and first time hunting out of state for me ever. Oh, really? So, I'm yeah. pretty jacked about it. And first opportunity out of at a different critter or subspecies of a critter. Yeah, I'm me excited. To hunt Rios. I'm hoping to get
1: a rio. Be cool, man. They said where we're at, you'll have some places, it depends which farm we go to, but some have hybrids. Some really? have easterns and and then there's some areas that just have Pure Rio's. So. What's what's a hybrid look like between an Eastern and a Rio? I think it's it's kind of hard to distinguish. I mean, unless you know what you're looking for, it's I, like a
0: blend color, or yeah, or is it just one much or the much? other. It's
1: just uh, kind of looks like a Eastern, I think more, but just a little darker. Tips on the feathers, is the way I understood, but I.
0: So I'm glad where we're going. It, it should just be pure rios where, where we are going. I would not let down cool. if you
2: see easterns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man, because I would like to get the slam, which we talked about this a little bit last podcast. Mm-hmm. Slam is, I'm sure you know, Clark. The whole, do you have a slam or you don't? No, I've, I've only on hunted Eastern. easterns. I've never, okay. I've never
1: hunted any of the other subspecies. So
0: it's easterns, which is a midwestern turkey, mm-hmm. rios, which is south west-ish yeah right
1: yeah and then
0: say west southwest merriam's are northwest those are beautiful
2: birds and yeah, then yeah.
0: osceola's are florida right only florida yep and then there's different variations of like there's the mexican osceola
2: right yeah like a gould's. yeah yeah is that a, is that a goulds yeah i think gould's? i think yeah i don't see know if people People sent us, like, pictures, and they're like, is this what you're talking about? we're like, yeah, I don't know if that's what we're talking about. I think it's a Mexican turkey. Then there's those oscillated ones that, have
0: you seen those? The crazy peacock-looking ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one we're talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, like, crazy colorful. Yeah, I think they're
2: called oscillated turkey. Then the ultimate turkey, the turkey vulture. Yeah, there we go. Probably don't want to shoot one of those. I don't know if that's legal to shoot those or not. (laughs) Or as we call them around here, beer buzzards. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I told
2: I him, I, I remember I just called him that once, and Kurt thought that was the funniest thing, and beer buzz I I yeah. always call them turkey
0: vultures, I uh, never heard beer buzzards before. Well, and
2: then I told you, and then you started calling him that, and like the story is when we were camping when I was a little kid, my every time my dad would crack open a beer, we'd look up, you know, in a state <laughs> park, and we'd see him circling, hence the name, Beer Buzzards. You're Which an right. idiot, alright. Um, I didn't come up with that, how <laughs> am I the idiot for telling you this stuff? You come story? from a family of idiots. Oh, come on, bro.
0: Um, I was going to all about wild turkeys. I'm on nationalwildturkeyfederation.org. I was you guys gonna, are
2: going to drink wild turkey, too, right?
0: Um, Only if I kill one. I'm going to hang out with 101 turkeys. <laughs> are you guys strictly bow hunting?
1: I imagine? Yeah, <laughs> we're just bow hunting. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, because it's only bow season this weekend, right? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know my regulations at Kansas, <laughs> it too. is. Yeah, you guys using both
1: bows, then? Yeah, we're definitely bowing. Matt and I. Because this will be for
2: respect the game. You gonna yep. kill one, Matt? We will try big old one. At a boy, we we'll we'll try golly. again. <laughs> Matt is a I'm turkey slayer. Turkey killers. Hey, they just uh, like do raccoons kill turkeys? I can see raccoons killing chicks.
0: Raccoons are eggs. hard on the eggs. Yeah.
2: Oh, the eggs too. You wouldn't yeah. see like a raccoon like taking on a full so, bird. Right? In
0: yes. In Illinois, you can't hunt turkeys past one o'clock. Right. Is that all seasons one through five? Yeah. Man, what's their what reasoning on joke? that? Is it because the nest? Sorry, is that. Monitor bright.
1: I've heard, I've heard both, but not ever from a biologist, so I'm not really sure. But I've heard it's uh, just to give them some time to basically nest time, do their nesting, and uh, even their breeding season a little undisturbed. Just let them have the afternoon to be turkeys. But the other, the other theory I've heard is because of the mushroom people. It allows people in the state parks to have a time to go mushrooming, and I don't know which, which
0: theory is true. Drop the morel mushroom. It's all about hen of the woods in the fall. (laughs) Hen of the woods are good, man. I'm telling you, I had hen of the woods last uh, within the last couple years for the first time. Yeah, you get so much more for than you do for a morel. I love morels. Don't get me wrong, but you find one hen of the woods, you can eat for a while. Yeah, you have all the morels you'll find. For a year, almost. Yeah, Did you find much. three
2: hen of the woods. Oh, they! I know what you're talking about now. Okay. It's like a blossom look. Yeah, exactly. and they like
0: peel apart. They're
2: good, man. They're good. Pull a picture up. We'll I
0: measured one. a deer for a guy, and as like a thank you, like gift, he gave me two full blown gallon bags full of hen of the woods. Wow. Didn't Justin Timberlake do that song? Hand of the woods. <laughs> I'm um, not sure about no, that. No, it's man of so the let's, woods. Let's run through Screw this real you. quick <laughs> since we're talking about like the subspecies of wild turkey. We did this last episode a little bit, but since this is a turkey episode we're getting into now, um, I think it deserves a refresher. Um, Eastern, uh, which is sort of like the basic baseline
2: turkey, right? Yeah.
0: I would yeah. say that's the most common. Like, yeah, most common, I would say.
2: It's the white tail of turkey. Yeah. Basically. Well, I would say the most common is the uh, white farm-raised turkey since there's more of those <laughs> than right. any other turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a would beverage. you would you like? Um, Osceola Florida wild turkey, which we knew that. We
0: called that one. Um I think the eastern's the biggest. Rio Grande, which is what we're hunting this weekend. How cool to be if we all got one.
2: I'm going to go with a uh, butterball is probably the biggest. Uh just by averages.
0: Merriam... Which I think is the prettiest bird, um, with all the white that American. Yeah, yeah. those are beautiful. The Rio is like halfway to a Merriam, right? You know what I mean. From an Eastern, like they got that coffee creamer, like uh, stripe or whatever strip on their fan. Um, Goulds, Goulds, Goulds. Wild turkey. Um, It's only in Arizona, New Mexico, and northern uh, northern Mexico. It's uh, its population is few in numbers. Um, uh, and the oscillated wild Turkey, this species can only be found in a 50,000 square mile area in the, whoa, I can't read you Yucatan, Yucatan, Penzuela of Mexico, Northern Belize and the El man, I can't read Spanish region of North Guatemala. Okay. Um, rainbow like indescent feathering, gray tail feathers and blue and gold tips. Adult males weigh 11 to 12 pounds. They're small. That is very small. What's a no beard, very long spurs. High pitched gobbles are preceded by a hollow drumming sound. So 11 to 12 pounds and the oscillated turkey. What's an Eastern?
3: 18
0: to 30 pounds. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hmm. Matt, Matt got one last year, 30.6.
0: Really? Yeah. Man. They need, they need to update their page. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they need to put an asterisk <laughs> in your name right next <laughs> to Matt Cummins,
2: dude. I'm kind of looking at because I was I was trying to look up you know why, why all the farm raised turkeys are pure white. You know if you ever seen them, they look like turkeys, but they're pure white, dude. I found this one. It's called a Bourbon Red. It's a domestic turkey breed, dude. That thing is sick looking. Look, like, it's on Google, so they're not going into like they're just going to different things. So it's kind of weird where these. We've been talking about like wild turkeys the whole
0: time. Steve's been on. Domestic that is cool Turkeys though. from the get. <laughs> is that not cool? Kind of cool. Well,
2: no, but the, but the thing is, I'm kind of curious it's of how neat. they how they pulled that off. You know what? How neat is they at? What subspecies <laughs> they pulled that? Did they originate as easterns? And then I hear it. You
0: know, I, it is I, interesting. I'm, I bet you it's you had to dig back really far. I imagine it's an eastern inbred. <laughs> that's been pumped full of a bunch of stuff to make them 50 pounds.
2: Yeah, I mean, it has to be, because, you know, and then you think of, like... Uh, well, eastern's the biggest subspecies, so
0: I'd imagine it's an eastern, like, descendant. I would think. that's just. Where I'm,
2: I'm curious about that now. I shouldn't be as curious as I am, but it's piqued my interest, because, like, now you're like, what kind of turkey am I eating, you know? Well, where did, the, like, the pilgrims and the Indians have Thanksgiving? That would be yeah, probably exactly. first. What did they... Um, <laughs> yeah. Was it a Merriam or was it? It had to be an Eastern because they were on the Eastern Shore. Yeah, good, good, good. You never know, dude. I would, I would say Easterns. I'm still thinking it was a Butterball Turkey. It was was the first Butterball Turkey. I bet you
0: Rios and Merriam's didn't even exist. (laughs) I bet they didn't. It's probably some man made thing that. I wonder. Could be. They inbred them somewhere. There's somebody that's a biologist on turkey screaming
2: right they, now. Dude, if they're a scientist or anyone well-respected, they're not listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> right. Shout out to all the fans who are still with us. You guys are homies, but <laughs> you come not you to get it. None of your doctors, neither Working am Working class
0: bow hunter. <laughs> Dirty hands, clean money. Welcome to the show. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go through. Uh, can we do that? We want to do the social media things. That'll just dive us right into some yeah. turkey stuff here. Yeah, that's fine. um. Scott Clark, our only Canadian listener. Um, what's the best thing to do if you accidentally bust the birds off the roost still set up there and hope they come back with a question mark?
1: yeah that that's a good question because that sometimes happens um, and hopefully when that happens the the toms go a different direction than the hens. If you if you can split the the flock uh, people actually do that sometimes on purpose really. Yeah, when you're having hind up gobblers that you just can't work, they'll just bust the flock. And turkeys usually don't take a real long time to kind of forget. It's not like a deer that that, that day's boogered. I mean, right, right. Uh, I personally don't bust them intentionally in the spring. I've heard of other people doing it. I have intentionally busted them in the fall. So how do you bust them in the spring or the fall? What's the – just going loud?
2: Turkey pushing? Basically,
1: you just <laughs> get – I mean, you can do it if they're on the ground. You just basically run right into them and just oh, if they're already you know, yeah. they're out of the roost. And if they're into the roost, just creep in underneath of them and just let your presence be known. And all of a sudden, they'll start flying all directions. And the woods will be dead quiet for a while. It might be a half hour, it might be an hour and a half. Do you like to uh, use but, like
0: a, a Yeti call or something like? <laughs> yeah. that spread them out <laughs> that was pretty good yeah I've been
1: practicing for, yeah. for yeah. yeti call <laughs> that's what I do yeah I usually use a yeti call yeah yeah I yeah,
0: yeah. Just, and, uh, take an work old Louisville well. slugger and hit against a tree
2: <laughs> <laughs> hit the tree they're roosting in the only other yeti call I know is when you hear the uh, the crown royal in root beard <laughs> and root beer ice clinking around <laughs> in a yeti with a
0: baseball uh, bat just walked through the woods yeah hey. I didn't know that was an effective strategy so you could yeah you could easily just that might it could benefit you.
1: Yeah, it can because they're gonna, especially this time of year where they're grouped up fairly good, they're gonna start to try to relocate each other and get back with the flock. So you could start back with some lost calls like some longer hen yelps and some kiki runs and so on. And uh, kiki runs my favorite turkey call. Yeah, that is a cool call. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. It. It hurts I to hear on it. it yeah, that's. I mean, I can't really do it with my mouth. Yeah, so, I'm mean, the next bring Josh call. Carney. Yeah yeah <laughs> I'm no josh Carney. I can't do that well hey you know so it is what it but is. yeah it's uh interesting that, that it's i wouldn't give up if you bust some turkeys on accident don't give up it just give it some time you're just gonna have to be patient later
0: season it could be better or i'm just i'm i'm assuming they're more call shy or stuck with their hens later later into mm-hmm. the season they
1: are yeah that's they they'll be more henned up it depends how late if sometimes you get when it's really late and they're on the nest then it it may or may not benefit you at all at that point. I mean, usually at that point in the year, I'm trying not to spook them at all. But um, this time of year when the turkeys are naturally grouped up still, mm-hmm. that's that's not a bad strategy to, to break them. I, I, I'll i be honest, I don't do it a lot because I'm hunting private property and it's 40, 50 acres at a time. I don't want to run them into the neighbors. But right, um, if you had a big enough area, 300 acre farm, and you could bust them and kind of see where they go and move. A little closer to where a lot of the turkeys went and just wait for them to start to regroup they'll start calling back and forth at each other eventually okay
0: all right good question thanks scott for submitting that next in line is also a scott Scotty sullivan check out two podcasts ago um he was a guest on that one in illinois we can't hunt evenings uh for birds if you can't roost them what would be the best way trying to get on birds the day of your hunt you know there's birds on the farm you're hunting but haven't located them before season kind of a weird question to ask no that i mean i think that's
1: pretty common for working people that you sometimes just don't have a lot of time if you've got kids or busy life and you may not have a lot of time to scout uh, naturally i love to go out and scout in the mornings as many times as i can and just listen to where the turkeys are and without calling to them i like to listen to where they're, where they're roosted and then where they go from the roost. So if their general direction is east, I kind of know I need to be east of the roost. And I'll try to pinpoint where they're, where they're liking to roost the most. Um, anything can happen. It may not happen every day that they're in the same exact trees, but generally the same ridge lines and stuff are good. Mm-hmm. But what Scott's asking is if you don't have time to do that, what do you do? So what we'll do in that instance is just get out um, in an area that you feel the turkeys are in the morning. Um, if you, if you have to approach it in an area that you're going to have to set up quick, if they happen to be there, you want to be in an area where, uh, you can, you can set up quick without having to cross an open area to get to them. So I would get across your open areas in the dark and, and kind of be ready just to listen and move towards the birds at first light. Uh, I always start off with a hoot owl call in the mornings, a nice soft hoot owl. Like a locator type deal? Yeah, and just try to get them to, they'll shot gobble back at that, um, usually answer it. Sometimes people call too early, and then they think the, the turkeys aren't there, but Usually you'll hear all the other birds waking up in the morning especially the cardinals are the first thing that usually start. Mm-hmm. Like when you start hearing the cardinal's chirp it's not too much longer you'll start hearing turkey's gobble.
0: Damn, it's crazy, you know that little like that fine detail of that. I didn't I would never have known, like the cardinals, cardinals are, are the of first, first
2: ones That's weird, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you'll hear that. It's like that. serial I mean, killer weird knowledge to know. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, man. I got to say. Turkey well, well, killer, killer knowledge. It's <laughs> just one
1: of them things after you've been out there a lot of times you'll notice that the the woods are dead quiet. And the turkeys aren't gobbling. And then you start hearing the, the cardinals are always first. You hear cardinals start chirping and making their little sounds. And then you'll start hearing some other birds chime in. And then, then all of a sudden, a coyote howls in the distance, and you catch that gobble. Mm, so, okay. Or coons fighting. They listen for that. They love to gobble it. Anything loud and shrill like that. If you hear a coon Goose fight flying. with another coon. Goose, yeah. Goose flying. Uh, we use a duck call sometimes just to get them to gobble. Just anything loud. I I love a coyote howl to get them to gobble, but I don't do that if I'm anywhere close to them. I only do that when I'm scouting from a distance, like from a road. It's weird that they gobble to a coyote howl. Yeah, you would think they wouldn't. It's like, hey,
0: guys, maybe not do that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we're over here. You want to eat us? (laughs) Do you think the shot gobble is like a shut the fuck up? I don't know why they do it. It's weird. Hey, it's like, off, man. it's almost like they're excited because <laughs> yeah. at work, there's a lot of deer and turkey where I work. And I walk from like our main building out to another building where I've been working lately. And every morning, there's been a big turkey. You can see just some skyline. Like it's just getting daylight, and he's still in the tree. And he's out there, just gobbling to every noise that goes off. And I'll walk <laughs> by and go, <laughs> and he just hammers back like immediately, <laughs> yeah. And I just think they just get so jacked
2: up. Yeah, I think it, that's what it is.
0: That's my. That's how I feel when they do it. I don't know, but
2: yeah, that's how I start out my hunt on Saturday. i to be like, it's Saturday. <laughs> 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 they remember that song? No. <laughs> oh, Lou and Chris. All right, never mind. No, don't. It's right, fun to throw. Yeah, out that's there. the shot gobbles.
1: I mean, and, and if if it gets to the point um, where you haven't heard them for any other reason if the the owls haven't and you've tried a few hen calls and you're still not getting any and then the crows start going and you're still not hearing them chances are they're not once the crows start going off and there's no gobbles and i kind of either feel like one they're really tight-lipped which is kind of to me the wrong bird to work i'll move uh because a tight-lipped bird what, ca- is, what causes that just knowledge and age i don't know i think part of its dominance um I, there's such a pecking order with turkeys that <laughs> they just yeah, and the pecking order. That's <laughs> but they they basically
0: don't. You're such a kid, dude. <laughs> he is. <laughs> you take Matt's over own. here just like straight lace and you're over here laughing at the dumbest. Yeah, there's shit. a, there's a there, What are you,
2: 14? Yep. fourteen? Yep, fourteen-year-old. I'm the least mature in here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. I think it's a dominance thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's uh, just older birds don't gobble as much and and sometimes i don't even know if
0: there's an answer just some birds don't gobble yeah they're just different okay it's a personality trait i think so if turkeys have personalities i guess yeah um next question cody mead here's a question i have a ton of turkeys on the 80 acres i hunt i know where where they roost i hunt just about 60 to 100 yards off of it I can never get them to decoy ever. I've tried calling with mouth, box, and slate calls, just in case I was the that was the problem. Oh, hold on!
2: Oh, what a brag about those eighty acres.
0: Um, I think I can do a pretty good job at calling. I don't know though, but I can never get them to finish. Is my problem that there are too many turkeys there that they? don't need to compete or am i just an idiot Good <laughs> <You laughs> could over sorry my eyesight is uh not as great well it's dark in
1: here and return we're rid well, a bright screen i would say he's not an idiot um and not knowing how much he's calling it's kind of hard to answer that exactly but what i would do a hundred percent suggest on this would just be go out there for a few mornings and leave your calls at home <laughs> and just listen and, and learn what the birds want to do naturally. You'll find uh, that they have certain areas that they love to be and with a turkey, the if you can be where they want to be, that's going to be far better than the best call. So you want to be a woodsman first and then a turkey caller second. Remember to use your call like a, a steering wheel. You're just going to steer them your direction rather than reverse their direction. Uh, right. That's a good – That's a, hold on. Write that down, Doug. <laughs> He's on it. Well, it, it's the truth. If a turkey wants to go east and you're on the west side of him, there's a very slim chance you're going to get him. Right. I mean, sometimes they'll be so excited that they will, but 90% of the time you're just sitting on the wrong side. The other thing, keep all the natural barriers out of the way. Um, creeks hung uh, up if you will is that so yeah, you don't want any creeks brush lines uh fence lines anything like that you want and be on the same ridge as them that's one one thing a lot of people are trying to call them across a ravine uh, not that it can't be done we've done it a bunch of times but the thing is if I'm going for high odds I want to be on the same ridge as they are it's because
0: it's easy for them to get right to you to see where yeah. you are or is that the, the yeah. Point?
1: And don't put any natural barriers. The other part is um, use the terrain to get to that position. Like if they're on one side of the hill or one side of the ridge and you can creep up the back side of a ravine to get to where they're at and then creep up just to where you can barely see the top of the ravine. Don't go walking up on top of the ravine because they'll see you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just barely creep up the backside and get to where you can see the flat on the top of the ravine and... And, and just I'm usually crawling at that point. When don't I get push It's basically like... Yeah, don't push it. Just okay. get on the same ravine. If you know there's not another <clears throat> ravine between you, there's no crick between you, no major brush piles. I mean, just...
0: It'll make it 10 times easier. So kind of what I'm grabbing from... I mean, I've, I've killed a fair amount of birds. Um, a fair amount of birds with my bow. Um, and... I never really broke down the thought of turkey like kind of like as you're talking I'm breaking it down in my head of like things I've done in the past what I've messed up what has worked and it seems like basically and maybe correct me if I'm wrong here but the easiest approach or the best approach I guess if you will to be successful on a spring bird is to not overthink the hunt it's yeah. kind of basic get to where they are but don't push it too far white calling and it's kind of position yourself where you need to be and then hold up and let them come to you. Let them finish it. Exactly. Yeah you you want them to you want them
1: to build curiosity and come to you. Uh, if they're moving away, I'll get a little more aggressive with my calling. Uh, that's when you start adding the cuts and so on. But a lot of times, some simple yelps and and clucks, raking the leaves. Uh, once we get birds moving our direction, it, it basically goes to purrs and clucks and raking leaves. Simple, quiet. Yeah, type just calls. just letting them know because. The other thing is when you're loud calling, turkeys are so good at pinpointing exactly where that call's coming from. They're looking to that exact spot, and if they don't see a turkey, they're not going to come to it. They're going to realize that something's kind of wrong.
0: So when you move yeah. in on these turkeys, say you hear a turkey on a ridge, and you get up to that ridge, and like you set up just like where you can see the flat, like you were saying, mm-hmm. do you have a decoy with you? Or are you gonna Are you gonna call and hope they just? Come Most of the
1: time, if if I'm running and gunning, I don't use a decoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for bow hunting, we use decoys most of the time, because to get them in, especially decap range, like what we're trying to do, it it's a five to 10 yard game for the most part. So you have to put them in that exact spot. But when we're, when we're running and gunning, um, with a shotgun, I don't use it a lot because I want to be mobile. Um, if I'm sitting in a field that I just, and that's more of a desperation tactic for me, if I'm sitting in a field and I'll put up a strutter or something mm-hmm. just so they can see it for a long ways. And, yeah. Um, that's that's when I will use a decoy with a shotgun, but most of the time I'm just I'm moving like if the turkey's over the next ridge and I know he's over the next ridge I'm moving I'm not gonna stay put right um it's a constant move, and I'm not saying I'm gonna just go running after him, but I'm gonna creep alongside of the the train. i'm going to use those steep drop-offs and everything and basically scale along the side of them You're closing the distance yeah. and getting into where the yeah, closer you can sense. get the better if you can close your distance without spooking them then all you got to do is move them just a little bit um, just get them they may not come the whole way so <laughs> bow uh, hunting becomes a little harder just because you got to try to put them in one spot i'll let you can you read that that next <laughs> <one>? <laughs> clark is it easy being a badass asking for a friend <laughs> from michael ryan Heck? Big Mike. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, well, you'll have to tell your friend Mike that it's not easy, but it I had a good trainer. I met a guy in Iowa a few years ago, big dude. He could shotgun a beer in about a split second. 0.2, and, two seconds. And deadlift about 780 pounds, so... He could kill Steve with one snap. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he would get once I met that sleep. guy,
2: I just felt automatically like I was something special. Hey, Big Mike's the window. I'm Conor McGregor throwing uh, <laughs> a dolly <laughs> through it, a dolly through uh, <laughs> it. Justified, yeah. too, by the way. That's one of the greatest guys in the world
0: right now. Yeah, there. Big Mike is a legend. He is um, a legend.
2: We need to do. <laughs> We've technically
0: only done one podcast with them and couldn't air it. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, Steve and Mike went at it. They will fight. It's going to be a charity boxing match. Oh, yeah. Maybe at our shoot. Maybe at our shoot. Maybe. You got to get them giant boxing gloves. Oh, sock them, bob ems. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Big Mike would pop one and kill Steve with one punch. <laughs> Dude, like a whole thing. No, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, more to come for that. Um, Jake Christensen writes a long, long one you ready for it, Clark? Yep. You can probably read it. I'm so reading this along. Helps. All right, I'll read it out loud for the listeners. We have 100 acres in DeWitt County, Central Illinois. This has roughly a 60-40 split of CRP and timber with 75 to 100 feet of elevation change from the highest ridge to the lowest bottom. Damn. Timber is spread out in clumps, fingers, and ridges. There are a ton of turkeys in the area, but they come and go. I'm not sure about turkey season, but during deer season, we are surrounded by properties that don't necessarily have good hunting Smarts. Um, <clears throat> some are fine. So there's pressure in the area. We currently have no food plots, but we'll be planning several this spring. What recommendations do you have to help us get an advantage on the surrounding properties, not only for food plots, but for this season? That's a lot of question there or a lot of meat to that one. Okay. I'm with you.
1: All right. The CRP, if it's not CRP trees and it's something you can burn and you can plan your burn a little bit late, um, like shortly before turkey season starts, like about now, uh, that the, the turkeys will love those new green shoots when that grass comes to regreen. Uh, that's one thing if I see CRP, cause they, they generally don't love, uh, a lot of tall grass turkeys don't, they do for nesting, but the, the toms, they'd rather be in an open area where they can strut and feel secure. Kind of, they want to display, uh, so you'll find the toms in more open areas than than a tall grass field. Like a CRP grass is usually too thick. Mm-hmm. But when you burn that CRP grass, then you've got a nice green open area. Shortly after that stuff is burnt, it'll start to regreen, and and they love that stuff. Uh, probably almost better than a food plot, honestly.
0: So good news um, for me. I get I need to get yeah, my ground blind up. Yeah. absolutely. How how quick do you need to get? Wow. How quick do you need to get a ground blind up for turkeys?
1: You can Excuse put a ground me. blind up the day you're hunting. If if you do it in the dark, pitch black, and can do it quietly, the turkeys care. generally just don't care. We put them right in the middle. Matt just shot his turkey last week during youth season, and literally we sat in the middle of a cornfield. Just don't care. They don't care about them.
0: Why is that? It's so, I don't
1: know. It's dumb. They're just basic. It's not headed. like deer. Yeah. Just they come in. Don't don't point your opening towards the sun. We have made that mistake before, where you face the the. East where the sun's coming up
0: and it mm-hmm. lights up the inside of your blind. That's a bad deal. So if basically, can, put the sun behind your blind and then cause yeah. it's going to darken. And then put your decoys on the yeah. it'd be on the south end exactly.
1: If you can do that, yeah. and uh, I keep the decoys close to the blind. We when we're bow hunting, there's seven steps is what that's my general rule of thumb. I would step off seven steps in the dark.
0: No stick shit, my
1: Jake because that's I put the Jake right in the middle because that's where they're coming. Ninety percent of the time, they're going to come to the Jake. To beat them up or what? Yeah, they just. They'll, they'll move right past the hens. The standing hens are good for attention and they'll move right past that. I put a Jake that's over a bedded hen. Like, he's going to breed her, and that's oh. that's where they come. Oh, dude, they don't
2: like that, man. They're like, man, that, that weaker male is going to mate with that pretty female. It's so like every
0: that. dude that's beat up Steve. Yeah, every single one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, except, except this Jake
2: is successful, bro. Holler at your boy. Yeah. <laughs> your young boy. <laughs> your young boy. <so. laughs> Holler at your Jake, buddy. <laughs>
0: uh, write that's that down, it. Duck. Holler at your Jake. We're going to need that one later. Yeah,
2: that'll be a T-shirt later. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> no one will get it. And, dude, it'll be like just
2: like a little short beard under it. No one it. <laughs> don't get it but the three people that listen to this podcast <laughs> oh and they're the only ones that are going to order it so see okay go. that's but,
0: another thing that it seems so obvious and like oh shit you're oh man yeah i should have done that but i wouldn't have realized i did it until i i set up and i was like oh i fucked it up is set your blind up away from the sun because you're going to create that shadow effect or like how i always think this set a tree stand in the afternoon, if a deer's going to come in and the sun's going to be behind me, yep. if that deer looks up, the sun's going to be in his face. Yeah, it's kind of the same concept, but it's a shadowing effect with the ground blinds. You just yeah, keep exactly. a
2: headlamp on the whole time, dude. Yeah, good call. <laughs> dude, get them yeah. <laughs> super bright ones because that's not illegal.
0: <laughs> You're shining them. <laughs> yeah, okay. like six in the morning. What are you doing? Now dude?
1: sometimes you'll see them ground blinds that almost are shiny, like mm-hmm. the cheaper ones. That, yeah. Uh, those, if I had, I would cut a little green branch or two and put on top to at least kind of break up that. Because some yeah. some blinds are a little glossy. We hunt mostly like double bowls and stuff that have pretty good material on them. that's not, not real reflective. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's. But I have seen before, and people may use some, some cheaper blinds, which is okay. They'll work fine. Um, if I'm using a cheaper blind, I'm going to try to keep it in the shadows. Or I'm going to brush it in a little bit because they're embarrassed, and it doesn't take it a lot. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed of that blind. <laughs> what do you think of uh,
0: those new Primus blinds, dude? I was just those thinking things
1: that. are pretty awesome. Those I are cool. I want to get one pretty bad. Did you sit in one at ATA? No, I but I seen one since, and oh. it's it's pretty sick, dude. Those things are yeah. legit. Yeah, I would love to have one of those. I'm going to get one at some point, but I don't even know if they're shipping those yet. I've heard the ones that are the 360 view you. They don't. They're not shipping still. Oh, really? I you're don't. Maybe they are by something. now. But then the other ones, the like the one eighty view, they are shipping those. I've delivered yeah. a lot of those on my jobs. So. Damn, you're dipping
2: <laughs> out of Matt's college fund.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Neither does he. He don't want to yeah, go. Don't care. he's not going. <laughs> he don't <laughs> want to go to college. He wants to go hunt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, blue, um, nothing wrong with a. But one thing back to Jay
1: Christensen's question about the CRP and so on. Another plot that um, if you wanted a quick plot for the for just spring if you planted uh oats and even a little rape they Mm -hmm. they like that really well Uh, and then you can't go wrong with the clover any clover
0: based stuff or alfalfa i like clover because it's a little lower i planted a clover rape mix um just in just in small thin strips where it was freshly burnt yeah um just to get something in the ground yeah That'd That's kind good. of poor man
2: plot style. Just do it real quick. Hey, yeah. let me let me pick your brain real, real quick. Cause that like if you go to Tyson's over in Davenport, I, I guess you wouldn't have any reason to. But they have like the. It looks like Theseons for everyone that lives in Iowa. Yeah, these <laughs> <laughs> Tyson's for those of you who only hear it on the radio. But like last year, they had. Um, it was like you know, like whenever you go to like get like candy or whatever, they had like the. You know, the push down, and they had, like, every single mix. I can't remember what brand it was, but it was in the hunting section, so I think it was, like, um, I don't know if it been Wild Game or whatever, whoever makes that, but they had, like, 15 or Come 16 again? of seeds, like, little things of seeds, and you could, like, you know, push down and get, like, how much you wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you ever... And you, I know a lot of people that we've talked to said they always go to, like, seed distributors. Yeah. But would you ever go to like a seed distributor and say you get your clover and whatever, and then you're like you want to throw a little bit of something extra in there? Yeah. Would you would you buy into any of those gimmicks or do you even know oh, what I'm I, talking about? Yeah,
1: I I haven't seen exactly what you're talking, but I'm I'm catching what you're talking about, and it uh, I think that's great if you could do that and and build some of your own mixes because there's certain times that uh, you might be planting a little drier area that that you're not sure how well it's going to do, so you might want to add some chicory that's mm-hmm. going to going to add a, a little more drought tolerance so sure um, some people may want to mix in some stuff or it may be some guys say well i don't want any red clover in my mix because i want all the dyno the next guy might want some red i like to have a mix anytime you can give them a buffet style food plot i think is is a plus
2: gotcha so then so, you probably just don't have to buy in bulk i didn't know if you bought into that whole idea that yeah you go to a uh store where you can go buy pliers and tires and then you can get your food mix yeah. i'm not saying I, I don't know i don't I have I don't experience think it's a with bad this. deal
1: yeah I, I mean i've never had any of that but i've heard there's a place i know in peoria that is called kelly seed that you can go buy bulk seed there uh, and they've got a little bit hmm. of everything i've never I've personally never been there but I, i'm gonna go there because we should take a road trip together yeah i'd like yeah, to see what stuff. they have just just uh, it would be i've always wanted to go there i just haven't done it yet but Interesting.
0: I didn't. I had no idea. That's less than that. Well, it's about an hour from me and half hour from you, pretty much, isn't it? A little yeah. more. Yeah. It's it's just
1: over a half hour, so it would be an easy run. Uh, a lot of mixes you'll find have first of all they coat their seeds, which there is some benefit to the seed coating. Uh, some of it they'll encapsulate it with lime, uh, and the other thing it kind of preserves the seed longer yeah. for shelf life. But at the same time, you're not buying the most fresh seed and uh you're buying a lot of coating instead of seed so uh, you can Mm. go to these bulk seed stores and get pure seed for a lot cheaper and get it
2: stretch your buck so so my (laughs) stretch your buck there you go stretch your buck (laughs) so yeah my hipster deer will not like the uh, coating on there they want the freshest I'm just right. gonna plant. You know what I'm gonna do for my hipster deer? I'm gonna plant avocados. There you go. Yeah, that's and what then just throw it. toast out there for them. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, oh, that's I'm baiting. pretty sure that's a tree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I know I exactly know. what I'm talking about. It's a root, actually. Just mm, so you it know. know, it is. Yeah, avocados <laughs> come. Yeah. Why don't you call your dear Pagerwin? He'll teach you a little bit yeah. about avocados. Hey, do you want to know where avocados come from? Uh, they come from the store. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Never seen an avocado tree.
0: There's a lot of these that are. I don't know if you can read these, Clark. There's a lot of these we've kind of already covered for sake of time here. Um.
1: Bradley Nelson, he he hunts next to me. So he wants to know, can I uh, drive across the street and do some mowing? Yeah, if you can hunt I will What I'm going to do is I'll come in. I'm north of him, so I'm going to come in from his south side about – november
2: 6th (laughs) and i'll mow all of it all the way to the dirt
0: that's
2: right (laughs) dude make sure you make sure you take a hacksaw and cut your muffler about halfway down (laughs) make it real nice and loud yeah i'll
1: make sure i don't fix that drip on my diesel tank (laughs) (laughs) uh, he's a good guy though
0: um we already talked about planning some stuff here guys kevin died thank you for submitting richard Rapley. thank you i think we covered a lot of that
1: kevin died Did we do we didn't do that one.
0: Oh, planning what what do i recommend that will really oh october till december
1: october till december um i like a mix i like a cereal grain based mix like triticale um uh, i love triticale that's a it's a wheat rye hybrid if if you don't know what it is and it looks about like oats when they're growing Um uh, it's fairly frost tolerant. It It's a good good thing. I like to mix that with uh, winter peas. I also put in a little high sugar oats. High glucose oats. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> glucose. <laughs> and, uh, or, uh, altitude uh, glucose oats. Yeah, and you can get the the high sugar oats. The quickest way I can tell you is get Imperial Forage Oats Plus. They're a high sugar oat, and they're very good. Um I haven't had a lot of a lot of luck with buck forage oats personally people talk about them Uh, i don't necessarily love those myself Uh, but that that stuff that's going to stay green i like them for more of a rut style mix i I, early season through rut Uh, you can also put down i like a little medium red clover in with that because it'll come up a little bit uh, when you plant it but it'll be there the next spring so your food plot will still be producing something the next spring then you can just plow it in the next year when you're ready to plant again.
0: Um, Interesting. Okay. That's something I want to talk more in detail on in another episode is like yeah. a a fall into what, what'll last into the later season. Yeah. Or if there is an option to make something last until like shed season to keep tear coming back. I imagine yeah. it's just more like grains. Like- yeah, I plant something around that twenty fifth of August to September first, and it's
1: gonna be cereal grains. Um I might dust them just real light with over the top with some brassica. Um, I don't want it to be overtaken by brassica, but, like, where you'll get that plant about every foot. So I think that's a, a nice
2: mix okay. for that time of year. You're probably just plant acorn plants. There you go. That keeps deer coming back for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Acorns are growing You're trees. Not wrong. You're not wrong. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, Do people about, think I'm serious, by the way?
0: Probably, um, yeah. I've
2: probably set myself up to people to think I am. Yeah, you put
0: off a dumb vibe. Um, talk about timing of planting and plantability of plants as time goes on and which types of plants are better suited for fall planting versus spring planting. Sort of touched on that. Yeah, I mean, that's the clovers are going to be the first thing
1: to green up. Clover and alfalfa, that's going to be ahead of your soybeans. That's going to be probably the first thing they hit. Unless you have winter wheat fields, they'll be hitting those. Carried in from, from last winter, they'll be hitting the wheat fields, then they'll move into the alfalfa, clover, um, all the new leaves just with uh, all the spring growth. There's, there's a lot of food in the spring. Um, all that stuff's gonna be the most palatable until the soybeans hit a point, and then they're gonna shift to the soybeans. Usually, late June, early July, they'll, they'll start the soybeans pretty heavy. They'll stay in those all the way until they start to turn yellow then they're going to start shifting to acorns 90% of the time about the first part of September when the acorns are dropping and you're starting to see your cornfields and bean fields start to turn yellow the the deer seem to move more to the timber the acorns are number 1 for about a month then you'll start seeing them again more on your green sources that's where the cereal grains that we talked about oats mm. wheat rye okay um, some of that stuff your winter peas so that's the best Even late plant planted. In fall yeah and then so then after that it goes back into you'll see them even using still the ladino clover plots some hit and miss then it's going to move by late november you start getting those frosty mornings it can be soybeans it could be cut corn i think is probably number one through late november Um, mid november to late november is probably cut corn Um, then you're going to shift into your soybeans as it you start getting the bad weather you start seeing some snow it's going to go to soy, soybeans and i think after that um that january stuff you start getting them skiffs of pretty heavy snow you're going to start to find them digging back through your brassica plots
0: interesting along with your soybeans and you have had that memorized the cycle and, of a whitetail's yeah, yeah,
2: cravings it's, no, I'm, I'm i'm curious and i i've never known why this is you always know that deer do love acorns especially you know like you said around well, maybe that October, early October-ish, um, when they start falling. But why is that? I, I've never known why they like acorns so much. I think I, it's like candy to them, and I think it's a, it?
1: a one-time-a-year thing that they just – I've found I used to never really put a lot of merit into acorns. I knew they ate acorns. I don't. And I honestly don't. But it's, it's crazy. If you lose your deer in September, I promise they're on an oak ridge. Really, it's like Oak Ridge when boys. you start. So yeah, the Oakridge boys. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh-huh. that's where the bucks are. Oakridge <laughs> boys.
3: But
0: no, it's it's. I've that's seen a good it way my- to remember it, though. Actually, you joke yeah, around, yeah. but that's a. Uh-
2: yeah. I mean, so you, you think it's like funnel cake at a state fair? Like, you're not going to eat funnel cake all the time, but when you're at a state fair. Thank you for being here, Steve. When you go to a state fair, you go straight for the funnel cake. Am I not wrong? <laughs> that is the best
1: analogy I've ever heard. Whoa. Now, Easy, you know. Clark. <laughs> Easy. I went a little far <laughs> well, on that. Don't give him too no, much credit now. Call him an really idiot is. first and then say <laughs> he is an idiot, but that was a good analogy. No. <laughs> but no, it's seriously. uh, kind yeah, of is, but there's something to it. It's kind of similar to that. I think they really look forward to that and a bad acorn year it's going to be short-lived but a great acorn drop they're going to be in there for a while
2: like last year was a really good acorn drop wasn't it was it?
1: and you'll notice to me i think people cry about tough hunting more on acorn years because our new mindset is to hunt food plots and so on and you're going to notice that you'll watch when the acorns start dropping your food plots will maybe not dry up but you're going to lose a lot of your deer. You're going to wonder, well, what happened? I haven't seen Mm -hmm. him for two or three weeks. Well, it's because he's on the
2: acorns. Interesting. Uh, Jeffrey's on the acorns again.
1: And and that also kind of coincides with cut corn, too. Uh, That's the next thing. That first cut corn, you can't hardly beat it. I mean, if you go out and drive by a field right before dark with cut corn, that's the first cut corn around, you're going to have quite a few deer in it most of the
2: time. That day that they cut the corn right across the field from me, dude, there was like 50 deer in there. I'm like, I don't even think there was that many deer around here, <laughs> but they were acting really weird, dude. They were all just huddled around. There was one deer running back and forth. And yeah. It was just like- Well, think about you. It's all there, is- and
0: then, then it's not. Yeah. That's kind of shocking. A yeah, I bit. think
1: it is a, a, a curiosity, and it's a shock. And then if you just drive by, you smell that in the fall, that oh, fresh-cut yeah.
2: corn. So, you know, deer are the white people of animals. They're like, <laughs> oh, my God, where's all this stuff? at? walk out in the middle, and then what if we get abducted by aliens? <laughs> okay. We got uh,
0: one good question here. Um, Steve Stoff, favorite broadheads for killing turkeys? Favorite decoy setup for early spring? Ooh.
1: Okay. Well, um. My favorite decoy setup I'll start with is I like the DSD uh, Spread. There's there's several good brands, Avian X. We could go on and on. But basically, the setup I like has a Jake, a bedded hen. That's the two most important ones to me. I like the Jake and the bedded hen. It's like the
0: the under... The under-average guy getting getting ready to get laid. Oh yeah, yeah dude. He,
2: nobody wants to see that. It's, it's the yeah.
0: Steve on a ten chick. <laughs> oh yeah, at that a bar, it, dude.
2: That's Steve hitting on the hot the hot uh, Swedish chick. Oh yeah. hello.
0: I don't know what keeps cutting mics <laughs> Something out. Something does. Somebody's moving somewhere.
2: So that's so that's man. Steve hitting on the hot Swedish chick at the bar, dude. So Everybody's that, it's on basically, me. Basically,
0: imagine Steve hitting on your ten of a girlfriend at there a we bar. Go.
2: Yeah, actually getting ready to breed your
1: girlfriend. Because you put it right over top of the head. It, it makes it
0: look like it's about to
2: happen, so it, yes, it's oh getting ready, ready to it breed. Take... All right, so uh, that's getting everybody so, fired up in the bar.
0: Yeah. So Dennis is at the bar. Getting all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we been through this exact scenario. Yeah, dude, you're like, like 80, bro. Yeah. first thing you want to do is just write this down, everybody. Fuck Dennis. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dennis is the Jake, if you will. Follow
1: me here. Follow me So here. Dennis was the Jake. just name our Jake Dennis. So you're going to have Dennis standing over the young girl. And on <laughs> the outskirts are two are two
0: older women. Yeah, that are causing a bunch of drama. Yeah, and, and they're
1: just basically getting attention. So I put them in a triangular pattern. Say the point of the triangle is about seven yards from my setup. Uh, and then out about 15 yards. I don't ever get too far out of bow range. And I'm usually trying to decap them. So we're, we're wanting them sub 20. Okay. So that's at about 18 yards. I'll, I'll put one to the the left about as far left as i can shoot and that'll be a standing hen of some kind might maybe a feeder hen and then the other one is my sentry hen and i'll put on the other side um, at the other corner of that triangle and that's my basic (sighs) setup four decoys the jake standing over the hen and then the other two hens are out a little further those are just to to grab attention just to add a little more depth Mm. to your spread do you put an eyeball in the middle of that triangle Mm. he's up the all-seeing eye he's up yeah, huh. I am the eyeball in the triangle. Oh, oh, damn! Yeah. Dab. Just yeah. served it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. We got uh,
0: okay. So that makes sense. I, I like. I've never. I kind of I've set up decoys before, but not with like that deep
1: of a strategy. Yeah, in. And that's and it's basically your your outside hens are just uh, attention grabbers, but you want to keep them where you can still shoot them. That's the end of your shooting range because once in a while. I would say very rare, but once in a while, they will stop at those hens.
2: Really? So they're like, ah, Steve's got this. No big deal. I'll just yeah. take what I can get. Steve's yeah.
0: got
3: that in the bag. I'm going to go for the old, the old <laughs> yeah. hen.
1: So and the dude, if you're patient, devil. you'll let them. They'll sometimes strut around those hens and brush around them. Those are going to be your generally your less dominant birds. Okay. Uh, he might have like a two-year-old Too scared come to in. come into the jake. Yeah, yeah, he's like a little timid to come in and beat up the jake, but he'll brush those outside hens a little bit, strut around them he'll eventually a lot of times, if you're just patient, he'll come in. Oh, so but. does a
0: Jake, a Jake, you can tell a Jake because usually it's middle tail feathers are longer than the rest. Yep. How long does it take for the Jake not to be a Jake? It's a year. So his, the rest of yeah. his feathers grow up to the middle length. Yep. Just that quick one year. And he's, yeah,
1: by the second year, second spring, he'll be a Tom. Gotcha. So okay. he's just a so, Jake his first year
2: on your, uh, on your decoys, uh, uh, Philip had uh, PV Philip Vanderpool was telling uh, these guys, and uh, I'll let you know Doug explain it. But he said like on like good high end decoys, like you get like the glossy eye. If, if like yeah. they got a reflection in there, do those have the DSDs have like a yeah. glossy eye? Is that like do you know? Is that true? You know if you I got think, a if yeah. you got a glossier eye.
1: I think so. I always color in my eyes and make sure that they're nice and shiny. I just think that it just adds realism to the decoy mm. and something. You'll see them come in a lot of times and face to face with that thing. And they're looking in the eyes. It's almost like a, some thing that turkeys do, some dominance ball, thing. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. They come in, they'll, they'll stare them down and, and pretty soon they'll start pecking the head and then they'll kick the crap out of it. And damn, uh, turkeys are cool, man. They're, it's, they're, it's fun to watch they're fascinating and, animals. And, uh, the, the only other thing I'll usually add to my decoy spread is if I've hunted for a, a couple days, that's. Let me back up that spread. I just, the four decoy thing, that's my 90% of the time. Uh, The other 10% of the time, I'm going to use a strutter decoy. And that's when I feel like there's some dominant birds around. It also could be when you've, you've been seeing like two big, huge, fat butterball toms, (laughs) like (laughs) yeah, way out in the field, 200 yards out. And you're trying to pull them to a certain area.
0: Um, I don't know what is causing that cut, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Something's going on. It's probably me we Or hitting something somewhere. But
1: yeah, that's uh that's what I that's when I'll use a strutter is if I feel like there's some dominant birds around. Or if I've got to catch 'em catch their attention from a long ways. Oh I don't that's know what one. that is. It must <laughs> be me
0: hitting my Mike's in, I don't
2: know. Dude, I don't know. We talked about the all-C&I, and all of a sudden yeah. this stuff starting to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to <laughs> right. get out of here. All of a sudden, man, <laughs> that light's going to pick us up, and, and we're we wrap it up. We started
0: dropping conspiracy theories here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, it was good. Our podcast is getting attacked. We lost
1: our Facebook people. I exit out.
0: We ran through it. Was that all of them? Yeah. One thing I do want to ask you about quick is I saw this on Facebook. Someone asked me about possibly what my opinion was on this whole mineral being legal in Illinois thing. Mm-hmm. Are you for or against that or indifferent?
1: I personally am for it. Yeah. I, I think it should be. legal. I would agree with you. Um, the reason I know they say that the saliva transfers the, uh, the diseases and so on. But what I, I t- spent a lot of time with Grant Woods one day on a property tour. Actually, it was more than one day. And to me, Grant Woods is one of the premier deer biologists in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he explained to me about the trace minerals and the importance of the trace minerals and the benefits that they get far outweigh the risks of the disease. He said a lot of that stuff has not been proven to transfer. They're just it's a theory that it could be possibly being transferred that way. And that's what I always hear also. Yeah. So that's what he kind of, if I'm saying it right, I hate to quote him, but that's kind of what I gathered from what he told me. And he said, but I I promise he said that the, in his opinion, the uh, trace minerals that you were getting from a good mineral far outweighed. He said it makes a healthier deer herd, which allows them to fight off diseases better in right. the long run so without it. Uh, that's right, dude. And there's your- a lot
0: of guys that are either – sorry, Steve. There's no, a lot of guys good. that are either, like, really for the mineral, and there's a lot of guys that are like, disease, it's going to spread disease, or, or, yeah. I'm against it. It's it, It's very rare there's an in-between. I am for it. Like, model it after Iowa. Iowa's got together. Yeah. Just, you can't put out fresh mineral sites in October.
1: Well, the other yeah. part of that is if they're not going to – do a better job of keeping it off the store's shelves, it's not doing any good anyway. <laughs> yeah, because <shit>. right. <laughs> look yeah. at how many of those shit. things get sold. I mean, every store has one of them giant trophy rock.
2: Dude, I always trays, see and it's those It's always things. empty at the Dude, end of the year. You so have so yeah. options of yeah. what to put they're out. They're always There's gone, too. Yeah, you go in October, and you see like they're being bought. Like, that's illegal, that's illegal. But, yeah. again, people who are passing through may be able to buy them. Still, come on now. Who's, yeah, who's, but... I just I personally I think it would be
1: great if they do. I I agree. Besides I, agree I used to do it I'm not that old but I'm old enough that we used know, to possible. be able to uh do that and uh I enjoyed it. It was fun. I liked getting my trail cam pictures over it. It was it was fun to go put it out. It just kind of added one more thing to the deer season. I hated when they took it away. It just kind of bummed me out. So I would well, love to see it come When did back. they take
2: that away by the way?
1: It's been Probably seven, eight years ago, I would guess. Okay. Somewhere in there. I mean, wow. maybe 10 years ago. I don't know. My Maybe time's flew by, by oh, faster wow. than me.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: It was right about the time of the uh, CWD outbreak as oh. when it first started.
2: Oh, here's the conspiracy now. We'll, yeah.
0: we'll talk about that in another episode. We'll go down yeah. that rabbit hole. will We'll, time
1: we'll, see, tell. we'll what, see what happens. One, Make one sure thing I seen, I forgot to answer a question. Oh, uh, did you? What's yeah, that? there was one about broadheads. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Sorry. That's I right. thought we it, already... It was to, that
2: same one that we were... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was right the same one, oh, we it? Okay. we Favorite broadheads for killing that. turkeys. Sorry, I accidentally covered
1: it. No, that's all right. I just thought of that. And this uh, is from... Uh, where, where is that question? Uh, Steve
2: Strauss. Steve stuff. Oh, okay. Great yeah. first name. Yep, that's the right. Because prob- we started
1: answering that with the decoys, never finished up with yeah the broadheads. Sorry, I thought we already covered that. I like, for turkeys, if I'm body shooting, I'm going to go with an expandable something with a big cut and we're on raptor trick, this raptor trick tringles. Tringles. All day for me i mean if i'm going that's what i'm personally carrying did you see it, that you hole that, that
2: bird that kurt shot you shot that bird at like what 35 yards with that raptor trick 30 yards and yeah. Dude, he ran
0: three and a half yards <laughs>
1: those things are devastating
2: i love dude. them they fly like a dart
1: too you're so to talking about some a, blood oh yeah that's the way my deer were they were it was impressive yeah
2: uh you can see that so, tonight on respect the game's there we go. channel yeah.
1: so that's what i'm using if I'm, well, i don't know what that, that is i think it's steve
2: it's got to be is it
1: <laughs> so, you think Did no you? i don't know i just seen him move but Jesus. i just made that up so
0: but yeah so matt quit moving over there i don't know if it's <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> it's not but you but i would
1: definitely go with an expandable because when you're shooting at a body of a turkey it's such a small area and it's really hard to define it all depends on I've heard some guys talk about the position of the neck depends on where you aim. It's not necessarily pick a certain feather. It depends on where the deer's neck is or where the turkey's neck is. Well, actually, if you watch that, because it the way the turkey can tip and move, it actually makes it look different every time of mm-hmm. how it's positioned. So you really got to know your turkey anatomy to hit one in the body and kill it because a lot of guys shoot through the breast shoot through the the back end or or too low and uh, so that that's an issue that's why we've been switching more to the decap broadhead because it's um, pretty obvious where to shoot it yeah i mean it's you're shooting basically any thing from the waddles up to the top of the head with that decap broadhead and it's the thing i love about it is if you're off three or four inches you just miss right you, i mean it's if you're off three or four inches with a body shot it's a wounded bird, right? Yeah, uh, that's true. If you now, granted, your your range is going to shrink down a little bit with the decap broadheads, uh, but we've had—I don't know—that we've ever lost a, a turkey that we've hit. Knock on yeah. wood. With I wouldn't with the see. D-cap. I
0: wouldn't see that you would though. Yeah, really. Even I mean, Matt.
1: You know. I mean, Matt shot one last weekend, and uh, he hit it in the neck, but he he hit it with just one blade, and it it didn't seem like it was a, an extremely lethal shot. It didn't, like, knock him flat. He, I mean, you could see he was he was hurting. He ran about like a deer would run if you shot it through the vitals. Right. I mean, you knew he was hurting, but we didn't know to what extent. Like, I don't know. But we followed it, and it was like a red carpet. Oh, red. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was. Hit it the jugular. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just oh uh, Larry McCoy was, did that, too. It was done. Yeah, yeah, Larry.
2: Yeah, he clipped the neck of that thing and did that. Well, that turkey went down pretty quick. Yeah.
1: And that's the, the great thing about the decap-style broadhead. It's not just for... Watching its head fly off, and how cool is that? It's it's just such a quick kill, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's I a mean, and, and it's, it's a hit or miss. I mean, that's the the best part I love about it is I've missed plenty of them with a decap broadhead, but I honestly don't think I've wounded one with yeah. A, yeah. with a decap. I mean, hey, it's ethical think so about, get.
2: Yeah, think about this: you're either gonna eat your turkey where the head was cut off with a meat cleaver. Or it's going to be hit, cut off with a decap. So yeah. which
1: one do you want? Yeah, so that's yeah? solid decaps. Those are my favorite. I've shot several of the big decapitation-style broadheads. Uh, the reason I like the solids better is they they last. A lot of them are one-shot deals. Like I won't name any brand names because they're all good. They work good. I've used two or three different kinds. But the solid decap, we've shot through turkeys. We've missed turkeys. Ninety percent of the time, you go pick that thing up and reuse it. Really? And if it's not, if if anything goes wrong with them, it generally is just the screw broke. So you replace the screw and put a blade on it, and you're good to go again. That it's such a tough broadhead. I've never seen a decap style broadhead that's as tough. So they're worth the extra money. Pretty solid. I got to try it? them,
0: but I'm uh, I'm throwing rabbit Tricks at turkeys this weekend. Oh, dude! I don't think you those can go are wrong sure. with expandables. The yeah. Honestly,
1: those are those are awesome. Uh, for sure. For that's, sure. That's what
0: I always did before we went to DCAP, but cool. It's fun. Well, thanks for spitting your knowledge. No problem. It's fun. Thanks for having me. Appreciate again. that. Welcome back. Anytime. Yeah. Matt, thanks for coming along. Yep. I, I muted you on accident. <laughs> I thought it might have been. Th- I thought it was your shit mic are on. No offense. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, this was good. I think we covered a lot. You got anything to add, Steve? No. Does, required?
2: No, dude, I... Just uh, the amount of knowledge we got. I got to say my stupid shit, and then you got to hear some really good stuff. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it, this is all part of it, man. I, I really enjoy doing this with you guys. And, uh, dude, check out, because I, when I get home, I'm going to watch your episode, uh, Respect the Game, featuring Clark Cummings, Sportsman's Channel. Are you, you're not on that episode, are you? <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Doug, you got anything to add? Uh, Kansas, here we come
2: that's right, right. now we I come. have to miss it going to kill in Kansas lots of us I have to miss it to better my life Matt hopefully. you got anything you want to add
3: not really no you Find just like out. to
2: hang out mm-hmm. it's all Good. on Fortnite how does it feel to hang out with the boys I don't is this <laughs> is this a better crew than like uh, Ross and Austin I don't
0: really know <laughs> he's just playing general he's like eh, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. it is I don't know maybe it's not
2: yeah I'll steal those glasses off your face and make you feel around for the door <laughs> Why are you like talking shit to him? Yeah. What's he going to do? Because Why he, what's he going to do? He's killed more he he trees than you ever probably will in your Look, life. Look, dude, I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm picking on the Jake Is the big Tom going <laughs> to <laughs> hey, That's Kim Clark. <laughs> You're a Jake, son. I just because d- uh, the carp yeah. photo I commented on. Oh, shut up. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> about that. What do you have social media? You're not 18. You have to be 18 to have stuff like that, don't you? Yeah. I
3: changed my age.
2: Yeah, the kid, the kid admits, loophole, bro. I know. <laughs> we all did. I when I was his age, I needed a MySpace too. All right, same <laughs> All
0: right, thanks everyone for submitting questions via social, the internet. Um, you guys are awesome. If you enjoyed this podcast and you made it through the whole thing, go to mm-hmm. iTunes or wherever you listen and give a rating. Clark, thank you for coming in again. Thanks for having me. I'm waiting one time for you to be like, no, I'm not going to do an episode again. No, yeah, hell no. I'm done one I've and done. With you guys, I've had it. I'm
1: done. Where can people find you? People can find me on – oh, that's a good question. I can – Clark Cummings on Facebook or Mm -hmm. I think it's Clark underscore Cummings on Instagram. We'll tag you. Yeah, tag me because I'm not 100% (laughs) sure what I made it
2: up as. (laughs) Check out (laughs) workingglassboner.com
0: to find Clark on social media. Ah, I like that. There Uh, we go. All right, guys. We love you. Go shoot your bow. Kill a turkey or two.